Podeskew is brought to you by Proper Rumpus Media. Podcast time, CJ, and with me as always is my head all light mate Rico. What's up, man? There is no Rico, only Thor. So you're a female demi dog. Woof woof. <laughs> What's up, man? What's up, motherfucker? Uh, um, 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 you know, we've talked about playing Hurt before. I am really playing hurt today, dude. Oh my god! Yeah, if the audience could see you, they would. They would. Who are you gonna call? <laughs> like, yeah, would, right. <laughs> you look um, half dead. Like the oof. Ghostbusters would come by and just be like, "Well, we'll see you in a week." Yeah, it looks pretty uh, bad. It no, it's it's been bad. Um, Deb's pretty convinced I have COVID, but I don't have any tests to take to find out. So. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Um, but it is what it is. And, and the good news is that despite how I'm feeling right now, I feel like I'm on the uh, the downside of it, like the 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 back end, if you will. Yeah. Like it's I'm on the I'm on the recovery end. But good God, whether it's COVID or not, it's been not a fun week since we spoke last. Right. Dude. Yeah. Um, Steph and I are, are stressed the fuck out from our moves. Yeah, we still have to like, yeah. empty the, the old house. And we did a whole move yesterday from storage A to storage B because we're closing a storage unit to put in our new storage unit. Yeah, you mentioned Jesus that. Christ. Yeah. I, mean, like, I mean, it's worth it. The money is worth the pay. So you don't have to fuck up your back, but it's still a lot of money. And we it have to is. Probably Absol- do it again ab- absolutely. Yeah. Um, and a fine time for both Steph and I to like work. You know, right. on top of that, you know, yeah, stressful. you know, make make the money to pay the money to do the move. You know? Right. Like, <laughs> right. And then you're just like, well, all right, we we have enough to pay for the movers. We also have enough to pay for rent. But I guess we're having ramen for a month. Is one yeah, of those I, I've, I've had those months, man. I know I, I I've been there, brother. I, I feel yeah. you. So um, but uh, speaking of the last discussion there's something that we told some great stories seems like mainly me I, I when i did the editing i was like wow i talk a lot um that's but, why you feel like shit this week yeah probably um actually i think it's all the traveling and and the back yeah. and forth and all that but um and who knows who i came in contact with on the plane on the airport at the right. football game who who fucking knows but um and honestly my luck none of those places where i got it but then when i was on the train going into the office the first day is where i caught whatever i'm dealing with you know like Ugh. it could who knows but anyway um so my what my i wanted to talk about something that i forgot to mention during our stories the last episode that i i think is really kind of neat that i think you'll find kind of interesting so i wanted to share it with you in the audience and then we'll get into this this episode proper um so my one my one brother, my middle brother Keith, he he's got a bunch of tattoos. He he's had them pretty much since I met him and and they just keep 
growing. Like he he's I would not be surprised that by the time he's done, he's just not fully covered in tattoos from like he's he's tat guy. I I'm with you. Yeah. I mean he doesn't have his face done. He he stopped at his like jawbone. Like it comes up his throat into his jawbone and stops. Uh-huh. Um but I mean his knuckles are done like right here on his fingers are done. Like he's 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 got a lot of tattoos. Um uh-huh. and my youngest brother Michael has a couple as well. Now, not nearly as many, but he's got a few. And one of the ones that noticed is he's got the four symbols from Avatar, the thing you you did a voice for the fanfic thing for. Right. Oh, the main story that the the four tribes, the water, air, earth, and uh, fire, uh-huh. have have symbols, and he's got all four of them on him. Mm-hmm. Like going down, I think his are on, yeah, his are on his ribs. He's got them like going vertically down his ribs, and I was mm-hmm. like, "Oh, that was pretty cool." And then Keith was walking away from me to go pick up one of his kids or something. I forget what he was doing. It doesn't really matter. And I noticed he's got the same four on the back of his calf in like a square. Uh huh. And I was like, "Well, shit! I didn't realize." First off, I I didn't know either of them were fans. Hmm. So the three of us are sitting there talking about the show and just various things we like. And it occurred to me, my two brothers have these symbols. I should probably go get these fucking symbols. And like my two brothers and I, not that my other siblings on my dad's side don't mean anything, but these two and I will have this thing in common. So I'm actually probably going to go get the Avatar symbols tattooed on me now. That's sick, man. Is that why you were like... You posted on like Twitter or Facebook. Like, does anybody know of any good uh, tattoo artists in like Jersey or something? Is that yeah, what? Because I'm looking. So they both have black. They're both into black and gray. They don't have any color in their tattoos. I'm mm. I'm more into color, and I still think that just because they have black and gray, I don't think I have to do black and gray. But I've seen a really cool thing with avatar tattoos, where someone gets the symbol. In black, and then right behind it, they get the watercolor of the associated color, like right. splashed behind it. Looks really cool. So I'm trying to find that to get that done. Well, that's cool. I mean, weirdly enough, I also have. Uh, I I also came up with a, a tattoo idea. Oh, you're getting another one. I'm getting another one. Cool. Yeah, what do you because, get? Well, I was. See, when when mom died, I had this idea after, like, you know, I want to do something to represent my parents eventually. And they all kind of come off as like, okay, that's a good idea, but it's kind of a joke tattoo. Like, you know, with dad, it'll be like a thing of boxed wine with his name on it. Like, (laughs) instead of like Vela or Franzia, it'll be like Ronzia. Right, 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 right. Um. Not, I mean, they're they're funny to say, but like, I don't think I'd actually do that. But maybe like a glass of wine. You know, what you could if you were gonna do the boxed wine. You know what you could have done? It would have been kind of neat, just from what I remember of the logo, is get the restaurant name where Frenzy would be. That would have been kind of neat. I thought about getting the restaurant logo, Tibaccio logo, okay. on there to kind of represent that because I actually dig the logo. It's one of those ones. No, it's a like, cool logo. You showed it to me. Yeah, and it would represent both of them, wouldn't it? Because didn't they open it together? It, they well, I actually did a little digging. I found out that uh, th- see, there was two Tibachos. There was the first one, which was originally called Rico's Cafe, and then I guess renamed Tibacho. Okay. And then there was the second one that was just Tibacho, and that's the one that I grew up in. Right. 
But the first one was started with my dad and my sister. Mm. And then I guess Levia kind of got pushed out a little, a little bit or like dad did what he did and Levia departed. I don't know the full story. It's irrelevant. And then right. I guess uh, Nancy kind of st- helped step in. Gotcha. Um, so that's something that I could do. I don't want to do the, the fucking like stereotypical like Italian flag bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even yeah. though, but like I, I'm proud of my ethnicity, but at the same time, I was like, it's pretty fucking stereotypical, like you it's said. Very, yeah. very stereotypical. Yeah. Which led me to think, you know what? My idea for my mom was going to be a stack of books, like a leaning tower pizza, but of books. Because mom was a huge, voracious fucking reader. Okay. A, a, a little bit of me cried when she switched from paper books and like hardbacks you've to told that before tablet. yeah you've said that before yeah and my idea was to get a stack of books and like have on the spines phrases that she has said like check yourself before you wreck yourself or just whatever her little say you know phrases and sayings that are unequivocally nancy you should and get then, a green one that has the show name on it, so that way she's read Potoskew, even though she's never listened to it. Well, if I was going to go that route, I I would have done something like that to include it. But the whole, like, oh, you know, I feel like an Italian-American, I'm other shit. I am part Norwegian, and I don't really embrace it. And I guess with the with with Nancy's passing and the amount of Norwegian Viking Thor shit that's been broadcasting <laughs> in the media has kind of made me like, you know what? Fuck, I am part Norwegian. Are I am you, part Viking. Are you getting Milnir? Are you going no, there? No, okay. No, you'll, you'll, really, you'll, you'll actually really dig this. I was like, maybe I should get Nancy's name in old ass, like Norse runic That would language. be cool. That'd be very like, cool. Yeah. Like Odin speak. Yeah, yeah. No, I know I know what you're getting at. Yeah. So I found a website where you can type in letters and it'll show you the runes. You can type in a name and it translates and it shows you what it is. The problem is is that there are not enough letters of the alphabet to compensate the American alphabet or the English alphabet. Sure. So Nancy doesn't work. Luckily, Nancy's last name is Norwegian as fuck. Yes, it is. So I typed in Amdahl and it came up with the runic old Norse thing. And I'm like, that's badass. That's could, really fucking badass. Could, could, and I'm not saying it's not, but can I throw an alternate idea at you that would probably sure. have enough letters for you? Sure. How about just mom in runes? I can look that up. Um, I'll bet you I'll bet you that exists. I'll bet you you can do that. Well, I'll I'll send you the because I took a screenshot of what the translation looked like. And I'll send you what it looks like and you you tell me what you think. I'll send it to you now. You don't have to you don't have to acknowledge it or or you know, even look at it. Let me see if this is the right one. I think that's it. Yeah. Um should be coming to you momentarily. So that's the word Amdahl. Um and I had to look at it, I'm like how the fuck do they get Amdahl? Then I'm like, all right, I can kind of see how the alphabet looks like the alphabet. I know it's different languages. It's different symbols and everything, but okay. I can kind of see where it goes. And yeah. it's not something that I wouldn't, I would be like, oh, it looks like gibberish on my, you know, over my heart or something. Cause that's probably where I put it. I'd probably put it like right above the heart. Yeah. 
Yeah, that makes sense. And that looks cool. You're right. It, 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 I, I thought it would be more than, than like more characters than it ended up being. So I, I think because Amdahl is a Norwegian name, it fits. Like Makes you sense. Know, it, no, no, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, no I, I certainly wasn't shitting on it, but mom would be a cool thing too. You know what I mean? So that's mom all. would be a cool thing. And I could definitely, I, I even might, depending on how it looks, I could have uh, both. I could have mom and Amdahl underneath it, you know? Yeah. It, it, it would be the, or mother, you know, if that, mother, if they have yeah, the rooms yeah, for that, yeah. it'd be the classic, like having mom or mother in a heart on, on, on your fucking, but not as, not as cheesy by not any means. Cheesy. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be runic. Yeah. 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 So no, that's cool. I mean, it's not, so what are you doing for Ron though? Are you still doing that? Have you figured that out yet or no? No, I'm still figuring that one out. Uh, it might just be like a glass of wine with maybe the Tibaccio logo Listen, on it. Listen, I'm, I'm going to sound like I'm making a joke, but the box wine's not terribly a bad idea. I mean, like, it's a little bit of fun, but it's not making fun of, because it is real. He That's what he drank, right? I mean, like, you're not... Uh, but that was more because of a frugalness where he's just like, oh, two buck Chuck from Trader Joe's is now two fifty. Fuck that. Never again. I'm going to get box one. For- <laughs> oh, well, I mean, I but like, that's seriously, dude, you fucking you, you flip the fuck out because they raised the price 50 cents. But that but that's classic raw. Now, it makes it even better if you think about it. I mean, like, yeah. so maybe I'll just get a giant nose on, his, on you know, like, I, or I, I could do a phrase like just manja, you know. He was always yelling at me to fucking eat. If, and then if I got you get the box wine, you should just call it what. <laughs> I like that. That's pretty good. Instead just, of tabaccio, just what. <laughs> so, or Ron's uh, Ron's Reno, and then underneath it just what. Yeah, like really. So yeah. No, that's there's, cool though. There's plenty of joke tattoo ideas that I thought were really fucking funny, like. I have like I, I I'm ninety nine percent sure I would never do this, but I have this idea of getting a fucking tramp stamp of Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> Why would you get a tramp stamp of Charlie Chaplin? Because his character was known as the Little Tramp. <sighs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> I also have the idea of like having like Chewbacca like on my chest hair, just like be like, hey, come on, Steffi, come pet Chewie. <laughs> I, oh, he's praying, honey. He's praying. Well, better your chest hair than your pubic hair. Um, uh, yeah, more likely to be my ass hair. Then be just growling all day long. <laughs> how do it? How? Ghostbusters, CJ. Yeah. Ghostbusters. Um, this is one I've been excited for, honestly. Oh. You know, it and and one that I've been, and then of course it's the week I get sick. You know, like the one I. It's like. You know, I I love doing this show with you. We we have a good time doing it. We 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 usually have a bunch of laughs on and off the recording, and we have a good time. And it is what it is. And you know, with a handful of exceptions. And when I say that, I mean like Roe vs. Wade, which was not a very funny episode at all. You know, but you know, still needed to be done. Um, but we we have a lot of fun on this show. But but this is one of the ones like I you is know a special one. Yeah, this is, this like is the one that's like okay, Adam Sim was great. But this is Ghostbusters. Well, no, but I mean, it's, 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 I mean, like, I'm even going back to earlier this year when we did, like, some of the other franchises I love, like Mission Impossible and Fast and Furious, and those are good and fun, and I enjoyed it, and thank you for indulging me, but, like, the, and The Matrix when we did that, like, same thing, but, Mm -hmm. like, 
this, I think this is the first time the audience is going to get a real peek into my childhood because I grew up on Ghostbusters. Like, was there something strange in your neighborhood? Well, yes, but that's because I live there. Um, you know, <laughs> you you were the Slimer, <laughs> and Slimer we'll get to because that's that's a whole thing, and I don't mean it in a bad way, but that's like a lot of people. There's a lot. There's a lot of connecting pieces with all that that people don't realize, you know. So, so remind me, you have not watched Stranger Things, correct? I have not. No, no. So there, I, I honestly think you might dig it. Oh, everyone you, I know says I would dig it. It's but just, like I'm on the fence because I'm I'm usually wrong when I think you might like something. Um. You happen to be drinking when I said that. Don't that was not intentional. I just uh-huh. didn't want to like stop, wait for you to. So you almost snork. I know you're all you're already half dying now. So I'm trying to be careful what I say when you're drinking fucking diet Pepsi. Oh, I appreciate um, that. But there, it, like the kid in Finn Wolfhard, who's in Stranger Things, is also in Ghostbusters. I knew, I knew that. I knew that was the same kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is a portion where, like, literally, I think like the season two premiere. Is them dressed up as the Ghostbusters? Well, there you go. And and you kind of are like, did did Jason Reitman like just become a huge? He's like, all right, yeah, I'm going to cast Finn Wolfhard. Like, I mean, it's possible. But, I don't. Yeah, it's possible. It's for sure. He, he, based on what I read, Jason uh, Reitman said he liked Finn Wolfhard because it reminded him of himself on the set when he was a kid. I could see so. that too. You know, so. All right, but yeah, we're. Did you ever dress up as the Ghostbusters, like when you were a kid for Halloween? Oh God, I'm sure I did. I don't remember, but I'm positive I did. I had friends that had, like, I had a friend that had the proton proton pack toy, you know. Really? And oh yeah, you what know, was that? I, like? Did it did it, like make a sound? Did it like light up and shit? Or it, it, it made just... yeah it, the the pack itself, the thing on your back lit up, but it didn't <laughs> like that. Know. It had that hum. Yeah, uh, no, no, it didn't have the hum because I mean it was a kid's toy, you know. Right. I I've been to some I've been to some cons. I like I was at a comic con in Hershey, uh, with the old with the old podcast actually with 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 running the hamster wheel because a show that we were friends with was actually doing a a lot a live and I'm using air quotes for the audience recording at the con. Uh-huh. And they announced it on their show, and we were like, oh, well, we're only like two hours away from there. Why don't we just go to the con, and we can pop into these guys and say, hey, what's going on? And we ended up doing that and then jumping on and recording with them for like 20 minutes or whatever. But also saw a bunch of stuff, and there was some there was some cos- a lot of cosplay, as you would expect. Replicas, yeah. And this, and in this, this one group of people, they didn't look anything like the four guys from the... From the movie, but right. the but the suits and the proton packs and like I mean, you can tell some money was dumped into these things. They were really well done. Well, I think first first and foremost, um, I think everybody can kind of agree that the Ghostbusters work because anybody could be a Ghostbuster. That's why yeah. you don't have to look like Bill Murray or Dan Aykroyd. You can if you want to like make that extra leap of cosplay, but the whole point is like anybody can be a Ghostbuster. Yeah, no, um, for sure. There's a there's so- a god, sorry. Side thing is this is totally a joke, but like because of Hershey, Pennsylvania, if they ever actually do like like a con for like Hershey's, it could be called Chaka Con. Oh jeez, 
Thank you. Good night, everybody. You're you're on point tonight, my friend. I am. No, I I agree with you. That's that's one of the great things about go about the, the the whole franchise about Ghostbusters. You don't have to like. I'm gonna be mixing worlds here, but like, not everyone can be Iron Man. You you have to be a genius and a billionaire. You have you can't be Batman because you have to be a billionaire and 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 a, and a again, genius. A genius. You know, you know. Um, you can't be Thor without powers. You know what I mean? Like, even Black Panther, you need the, the that flower the tech, that they yeah. yeah the tech and the flower. You and know the that. genius and. Well, the genius yeah. is more Sherry, but that's a different conversation. I, I but, think yeah. in this context, like you could be Spider Man, like you know, I mean, Spider Man is yeah. Spider Man is is a nerd who gets bitten by a fucking spider and happens to be a superhero. Although I would argue that Egon's a genius. I mean, I think they even kind the, of reference it in Afterlife, like they do, I, like you know. I think the first three, like the main three, and and I'm not trying to do Ernie Hudson dirty, like, but because oh I no, he's like, like a fucking plumber before he gets this job. Like, let's yeah, right. But I I still feel like they the 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 two movies kind of did him a little dirty, but whatever. Um, but for sure, I mean the, the three the three white guys are fucking you know <laughs> they're, they're fucking scientists who are maybe unconventional and maybe not be as successful, but they're all intelligent, like. But you're a poor scientist, Doctor Venkman. You know? <laughs> Dude, I can, I could probably, we could do it to a, we could do a commentary, and I wouldn't have to put the movie on. Like I could no, just, I'll, I'll just, I'll just sit back and want you and just watch you do the whole thing. I probably could. Like it's that, it's the, I, I know that movie that well. Like I really that, do. That, that is a fucking pod play. You would definitely get your hands behind. Hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred yeah. percent. Who would you play? Who would you play? Out of curiosity. Um, you I, have to be I, one of the Ghostbusters. I, I'd want Vankman, but I think I'd be a better Egon, honestly. I I almost see you as a Ray. Really? As well, I I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm. I I I see you more as a Ray if we were casting ourselves in this. In this I thing. I think your your voice pitch is closer to Dan Aykroyd. Oh, if we're doing okay. I'm talking about like emoting and and acting in that that perspective. Emoting you know? and, and acting for sure. You're you're a fucking Egon. Yeah. Um, but uh, you also could fucking knock. Uh, Lewis out of the fucking park. To be fair, <laughs> thanks, thanks, buddy. Appreciate it's that. It's it's your pitch. It's really the pitch. So let me in. One of my favorite things is the fact that he is the key master, and he gets locked out of his apartment. What, like three times? Well, that we know of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He, oh, I'm the key master. He's like he's always of all the fucking choices. He's the dude who's like locked out all the time. Knowing, knowing, Ray, I mean, not that like like I know them, but knowing Raymond, Ramis, and and uh, Ackroyd, that was probably on purpose. Like it. Well, for sure. I th yeah. I think it's one of those little Easter egg jokes. Yeah, exactly. Even if it was just for them, like you picked up on it. But even if they they only wrote it for themselves, like they you know right. so. No, but no, th those, th yeah, this franchise, man, is, let's see, what did I do to, I obviously watched the three movies, and I watched, like, a dozen episodes of the real Ghostbusters, the animated mm. show. Yeah, I meant to watch the real Ghostbusters, because I, it's on... Prime. One, well, it's also on, on one of the discs that I have. Oh, is it? it okay. It, yeah, it comes with a couple episodes, or, like, Oh, a couple, episodes. yeah, 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 I know, I know the pack that you have, I was there when you bought it, so, yeah. yeah. 
Um, but I, I did, unfortunately, I didn't have the time. I sure. also, but I did put in the time to watch the other Ghostbusters. I'm movie. sorry. Well, you know, I had never fully seen it. I had seen most of it and I was like, all right, I get, I get it. I get what it, I get the hate. Um, I understand the vitriol hate. I also was like, listen, get over yourself. It's, 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 I, 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 part of me honestly believes that you would not have been able to get as a coherent, great fucking movie as Afterlife was without the transcending as well as criticism of Ghostbusters 2016. Um, because it does a lot of, this is what you're not supposed to do. And also now people can kind of have the palette of having a young, you know, 12 year old girl kind of lead the new Ghostbusters. Well, first and foremost, and I know you know this, but just in case someone hasn't heard me talk about this in the past, I have zero problem with that film being women. That's the least of my problems with answer to the call. Like it has nothing to do with them being women. Um, so I was a hundred percent on board that it was a twelve year old girl in afterlife. Like that wasn't I was I, let's I go. love that actress, by the way. McKenna Grace. McKenna Grace, she's awesome. I've seen her in a few things too, and she's really good. Yeah. She, um she's the movie I bought you on Blu-ray gifted. I have not watched it, yes, but uh, yeah. So you love her, she's the girl who's super fucking like imagine if like this is a prequel to Egon. Okay. Like Egon's granddaughter. Yeah. Uh if Egon's granddaughter was raised by Captain America, but still, uh, she also played she also played Captain uh, Marvel in the yes. early scene, yep. the flashback scenes yep. where she's like falls down or whatever. And yeah. she's she's a reoccurring role on Young Sheldon, which I know you don't watch, but she's got a reoccurring. She's great. I really, she, really no, she's her. good. She's good. I'm I'm curious because I just saw when I was doing my research and reading that I saw an interview with her, and she's changed quite a bit already so like i'm curious how they're gonna fold her into the next one because they have already announced the next one which the thing with me like you know most of the time i'm like i'm on board especially if i really like the previous one Mm -hmm. every time they announce a new ghostbusters i'm kind of like so well Shall we do our ranking? Yeah, we can we can do that. Uh, I'm not including answer to the call. If you choose to, by all means, feel free. But or actually, I can. But I'll tell you right now, it's dead last. It, so it like, is dead last. I, yeah. yeah, no fucking surprises there. Um. So that aside, I I you want to try something a little different? You want, sure. how about we guess each other's ranking? Okay. Well, we've done that before, but we can do it again. Um. You want to guess mine? Yeah, I'm thinking right now. Um. See, when you do that kind of shit, that makes me think there's going to be a curveball coming. So I'm going. Oh, how about how about I guess yours? Go for it. I'm going to guess yours is one, four. I'm uh yeah one one afterlife, and then two and answer the call. Yeah, perfect, hundred yeah. percent. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Um, and that's just because one is just the OG. I mean, afterlife easily could surpass. It's that good, you know. Mm-hmm. But um. See again, though. I think when you when you propose we do something like this, that there's a curveball coming. So, like, f- for me, I'm, I'm, and 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 also, 
to the audience, you and I watched the first one together, and I think it was your first viewing or second viewing. No, I had seen it. It just been twenty five. It was years. Steph's first viewing, wasn't it? It was I think Steph's for sure that's, first viewing. That, yeah. but see, the difference between you and me is I did not grow up. Yes, watched the Ghostbusters. Like right. I was the Goonies kid. You were the Ghostbusters kid. For sure. Now? For sure. Yeah. So I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess. Two afterlife answer to call one for you. No, no, you're 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 wrong. Okay. You're, okay. I I <laughs> uh afterlife is my number one. Okay. Okay. And then I would go Ghostbusters one. Okay. My then this is when it gets tricky because I really didn't I love Ghostbusters two. I really didn't love Ghostbusters two, man. I. No, there, there, there's some problems with it. There's no doubt about that. But I mean, and so it, I think the the likelihood is it would probably be two, and then answer the call. But it's kind of interchangeable depending on how my argument goes. Mm-hmm. But I'm really like Afterlife for sure is my favorite. Like I cried watching it last. Oh, night. I like, have I, every time. I have every time. So good. <laughs> every but time. I'm the firm believer that you have to watch the first one. But you could skip the second one. You have to watch the first one and really appreciate Afterlife because it's more of a sequel to the first one. Although, but you can watch the second one and be like, "Oh, okay." Oh, yeah, definitely. And Jason Reitman has said, you know, we'll get into this a little bit later. But Reitman has said that if there were subsequent sequels, which now there's definitely going to be, but at the time that he said this, it had not been confirmed yet that there would be time to to potentially reference back to because there's not a lot of reference to the second one really at all in afterlife and that there could be opportunities to do that in another sequel should there be one and now there's going to be so whether they will or not is up for debate but they could you know so well let me ask you something do you remember in the opening or the opening scenes of two when vankman has his show and he's like interviewing people yeah. that think it's the end of the world. Yeah. Do you remember what the woman's prediction for the end of the world was? The date? Yeah, more or less. Just give me the best guesstimate. <sighs> Something 2016, wasn't it? Would you like to know when Answer the Call came out? The day, uh, that date? Was it that date? No, that would have been fucking awesome, wouldn't it? No, oh. it, it did come out in 2016, though. But that would have been funny as fuck if it was that, that date. Though. Unfortunately, that would have been like every fucking like trolls fucking wet dream it was like oh my god even they fucking predicted it a fucking woman led ghostbusters is the end of the world like dude no speak <laughs> speaking of predictions coming completely off ghostbusters for a second because i know you're not caught up the last two simpsons episodes have directly referenced how much they've predicted that they're like they're like now okay they're like referencing it now how how much they're able to predict shit so I, I'm, I'm, I've always loved that type of shit. It's always a little scary where I'm just half expecting like Homer to look at the screen and be like, you Rico will die. You will <laughs> die in like 2007. Like what? Jesus Christ. That's... Homer spoke to me and said he was going to die. Go. Yeah. Um, anyway, but no, that, that would have been funny if it was that. that age, I know. Yeah. I planned that. I, once I read that, I'm like, no fucking way. I looked at stuff I'm like I gotta do some I gotta do some research really quickly. It's but it's really close. It's like I'm sure it is. Off. Is it really? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's really close to the point where after I discovered that I went through like all the trivia of like two, and like one dude said like 
Uh, this lady says it comes out, you know, the end of the world is in 2016 on this day. That's like three months and one, like he even wrote three months and one day from when Ghostbusters answers the call come out and everybody downvoted him on, on the, uh, IMDb trivia because fuck you, dude, for trying to make that like trivia worthy. Like, Oh, it yeah, just so happens. Yeah. I, listen, I, I'll 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 say this so that I can get it off the table, and I don't think there's much that you need to. I I don't I don't want to speak for you, so let me take that back. But for me, Answer the Call did a few things well. I I think I think the special effects were really good. I actually will give that. I I, I mean, you know, um, I I think the idea of doing an all woman crew is a really good idea, and if they ultimately do that at some point with the the actual um, canon stuff, then I'm on board. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, if you have... Um, Christ, what's McKenna's... The character's name just blanked on me. Um, Phoebe. Phoebe. Yeah, if you have Phoebe and Lucky and, like, two other women that end up being the Ghostbusters, great. Let's let's do it. Like, I got no problem with that. You know, or if the mom ends up being one of them, then great. You know, like, because... The mom does like a complete 180 by the end of Afterlife. We'll get to that, but you know, um, she had a out of dog experience in, in the middle of all that. So. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. So you know, like, um, do you think when they fucked it was doggy style or normal? <laughs> You're really just today. You just you just got them today, don't you? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I try to come prepared. Um. Giggity. <laughs> yes. Um, Doggity. <laughs> um, Go ahead. But yeah, the, 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 the women thing, um, I thought the effects on it weren't bad. I, 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 I don't like Melissa McCarthy, and I think that really... I, I it, She's know. not at her best in that flick. But um, to be fair, neither was Kristen Wiig. Like, I'm in, a fan, a, and I'm a fan of hers, but that you're right. Yeah. My my whole thing is that as much as I feel like Paul Feig or Feig, Feig, whatever the fuck the director was, as much as I feel like he's trying to be helpful for women and feminism, having an all-women cast for the Ghostbusters might sound like a good idea, but you have to remember who your market is. The truth of it is, is a lot of fucking dudes that are not really excited for an all-woman Ghostbusters not saying that's you but that is ultimately what was revealed is that a lot of fucking dudes that loved the first two films were not happy about it but they also didn't have a problem with Phoebe so it just has to be done right see this this gets back to something that I wanted to talk about anyway so it's a nice tie-in so go with me here is that Ghostbusters to me, and and you being the bigger m- movie buff, uh, in terms of like the nuance of stuff, right? You can tell me if you agree, but Ghostbusters to me is one of the few franchises that feels like its own genre. Like a lot of other stuff that we watch, it's a, it's an action film, or it's a comedy film, or it's a drama, or it's you know, or a dramedy, or you know. Ghostbusters is its own goddamn genre. Where do you like? I th- and I know I asked you this before, but I I want you, I want to touch on it again. When you worked in the video room, where the hell did you put Ghostbusters? Like, where did that go? 
classics. Okay, but okay, and based on the year that we're talking about, that makes sense. But let's say it's like 1985 and or 86, and it's out on VHS it, now. If, Where would you put it? Um. It probably would f- technically fall on the comedy. It would probably be technically a comedy, but it or in sci-fi. Okay, I could see that, but I mean, it, it's my it's point. Sci-fi fantasy. I mean, if 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 the video room, you know, if I was working the video room in nineteen eighty-five, I probably would have put it in sci-fi fantasy, but as you, opposed to classic, because classic at the time would have been like Gone with the Wind. Exactly right, but and also you have to give me though, like especially one and three. Also, almost feel like, I mean, if you had asked me at eight years old, and you didn't obviously know me then, shit, you wouldn't have even been born yet, but let's, right. you know, if you had said to me, hey, what horror movies have you seen? I would have told you Ghostbusters. Sure. Because there's, there's, I mean, that's... I, Let me put it this way. It, I, I would call something like Ghostbusters what I refer to as Spielberg horror. Okay. So, like, Spielberg horror is not, like, it's not horror in the sense of, like, it's Leatherface or Jason. Or right, right, yeah, yeah. It's, but there is scary shit to it. A lot of Indiana Jones is pretty fucking scary, if For not sure. a bit gory. Uh, same with Goonies. It's fucking, like, Sloth scared the shit out of me the first time I saw it. You know, saw him in the movie. And then you watch it like, oh, he's fucking nice and friendly. He just looks ugly as shit. Uh, E.T., the opening scene of E.T. freaked me out. Sure. Uh, Jaws is definitely more of a horror-oriented film. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Jurassic Park is basically Jaws on land to a degree. Yeah. But I would not put Jurassic Park in horror. By the way. Hey, go go, go eat a dick, fuckface. (laughs) Um, uh, but Spielberg horror is also just kind of eighties PG horror in a in a roundabout way, and I think Ivan Reitman falls in that category for this for sure. Um, I would even be willing to say that I feel like um, Afterlife definitely gets its inspiration from Ivan Reitman, but also takes a lot of inspiration from Spielberg. It's the kids coming together to take down or, you know, deal with a sci-fi yeah, threat. I mean, a lot T, Goonies, uh, Indiana Jones, uh, fucking whether, Close Encounters, Poltergeist, for Christ's sake. Whether that's intentional or not is is a different thing, but you're, you're not wrong, you know, so. Because he set the tone for that. Yeah. Every group of kids going on an adventure is going to look like the Goonies, sure. unfortunately. Sure. Or fortunately. That's why Stranger Things is as, success- is as successful as it is, is because it's a complete homage to Spielberg. Oh, I've heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like if, if you took Spielberg and Stephen King and made a show of their mythologies and writings and, and uh, copyright, it would fucking be the Stranger Things. No, for sure. Uh, um, so yeah, to answer your question, it, it's kind of, if you really base it down, it's a horror comedy. It really kind of is, but, but it's more comedy than horror. But you can agree closer to its own thing than a lot of other stuff, right? Like Ghostbusters is very much like its own. Like Ghostbusters just has a a a style to it. It has a feel to it. Um, I mean, even even to as a little more lighthearted and campy as it is comparatively, it still has that Ghostbusters feel compared to uh, some, of, like especially something like Answer to the Call or even some of the other just 
ghost story pro- things that are out there. The problem with Answer the Call is that Answer the Call definitely feels like if, if Bridesmaids was a sci-fi movie. Yeah, 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 for sure. And that, and and like I said earlier, like he was shooting himself on the foot before he even fucking filmed well, a lick of film. Well, and that's what I like about and see you and I've had conversations about my taste in comedies, right? We've had these conversations off and on, and we even did a whole episode devoted to it, you know, years ago at this point. But like. Mm-hmm. The kind of comedy you get in in the the Reitman Ghostbusters, and that's how I'm going to kind of rephrase it, refer to them because that's the best way to put it. Because even mm-hmm. though it's Jason, it's still Reitman, you know. And so he, he was the right man for the job. Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh man, it's gonna be a long day. Um, hey, 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 fuck you! Like this may be your goddamn like your your favorite movie and shit, but I'm still going to do what I'm going to do. No, we're just doing a lot. Of- I like um, puns. I, I see this. Um but uh it's the, the comedy is very subtle. There's a lot of things that like if you're paying it's attention, dry. it's dry. There's a lot of like looks. Like there's a couple times like Ray will say something and and, and it won't even be to Vankman, it'll be to like Egon and, and you'll if you're watching Peter, he'll have a look on his face like what? You know what I mean? Or, or or he'll just have a reaction to whatever's being said that's funny as fuck, but you have to be looking for it, you know? So. Yeah, if you're focusing on Bill Murray the entire time of Ghostbusters, you're missing a lot of background humor. It's not just him, though. Like, Ray does it, too. There's times that Venkman says stuff or Egon says stuff, and Ray will look at it like, what? You know, like, there, there, it's a lot of that. That's throughout. what I'm saying, but, like, because yeah. Bill Murray is the de facto star of Ghostbusters, especially the first one. Sure. And he's usually, you know, he's the quote unquote funny one. Most more people pay attention to him. I mean, he's kind of the he's the he's the Han Solo of the group, so to speak. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which yeah. I, I know I'm going to be I would have an unpopular opinion here, but I I think the more I watch Bill Murray, the less I like him. As oh, a, I know. As a kid. Yeah, yeah, and as a as person, like literally as I was going through these movies, there was like more allegations against him that came out this week. That he's just oh I didn't not hear about good... those. Yeah, dude, he's apparently like the whole grumpy bullshit that he does and off screen. He's just kind of a dick. Like he's really just a dick. Like there, Seth Green and he were like working on a movie together, and Bill and like he was just like Seth Green was sitting on a couch. Bill Murray was like, "Yeah, get away, get like get off my seat. That's my seat." He's like, he wasn't even sitting on the couch. He was sitting on like the armrest. He was just sitting. Like, there was a whole couch for Bill Murray to sit on. And Seth was like, no, dude, like, go sit somewhere else. Like, I'm sitting here. Bill Murray picks him up from his ankles, dangles him, shoves him in a nearby trash can. And Seth Reed's flipping out. He's, he's like, nine. He was a child actor. Back oh, this then. is, he's, wait, okay. I thought this was, like, a recent. He was oh. a child. Mm. And he's flailing around, and hit, and, like, his arm or his hand hits Bill Murray in the fucking balls. Bill Murray drops him in the trash can. Trash can got gets knocked over. And the whole thing was just like an unnecessary thing. And it was Bill Murray just being a dick. So right, like, but you're, you're telling a story about something that happened years ago. I mean, I... I, I... But now there's allegations that have happened about what happened. Like he was working on a movie this year. And he just had to pay off $100,000 to smooth everything over with a woman employee. Yeah. He went over and kind of like aggressively kissed her without permission and she's like what the fuck dude so i'm just saying like 
the, the, unfortunately the timing happened when I was like watching a lot of Bill Murray. I was like, Oh fuck. Did I do this? Like, you know, we're always joking. Yeah, like I, I watch something and then they die. I'm like, I'm watching Bill Murray. It's like, Bill Murray's a sex offender. I'm like, Oh shit. Fuck. <laughs> um, well, let's, I don't even know how to transition from that. So thank yeah, you. Yeah, that being said, I also felt like Bill Murray was kind of a dick in at least the first movie. He was really just like, like pursuing Dana. I didn't get it. I didn't get why like Dana relented. I don't get it. I don't get why Sigourney Weaver was just like, yeah, this dude who would not take no for an answer. I'm going to fucking go for him. And that's maybe me looking at it in 2022 lenses, but I, well, no, I think- he, he has that one charming moment outside the, uh, the, the orchestra symphony, whatever, you know, and where he's hopping like, like he's, uh, like he looks like he's dancing and walking like a member of Monty Python where he's just like, yeah, doing I, I, walks. well, but when he's talking and then she says something about she can, he goes, you know, Miss Barrett, you know, something inside you says that I, I like taking time off of my client or something to that effect, you know, like that line, that's the line that seems to win her over, you know what I mean? Sure. So. I mean, it, it, there's no denying that he is charming, but he's also, there's no denying, he's kind of like, bro, you could have stepped back just a little bit. Did no, you for sure. Rec- did you recognize the uh, violinist? No. So the guy that she goes outside with when... Yeah, I know who you're little... talking about, but yeah. That's fucking Ellis DeWall from... <laughs> you're from right. Ellis DeWall! Yeah. And that in my opinion, I think is the father of fucking Oscar. That's the theory that even Ivan Reitman was like, yeah, he's probably, he's probably the father. That's an interesting theory. Sure. Because um, who the fuck is Oscar's dad? Right. No, for sure. I agree. Um, you bring up a point though, with mentioning who that guy is, is this movie, especially the first one, uh, introduced me to so many names that, I had no idea of. And some of them maybe at the time weren't people. I'm not saying all, some, you know. Mm-hmm. But like it's my first it's it's my it's definitely my first interact or introduction to um Ackroyd, I mean the the main players, all four of them. It's first okay. time I've seen any of them. First time I saw Sigourney. First mm-hmm. time I saw um uh, uh Rick Moranis. Thank you. Rick Moranis. First time I saw any pots. You know, mm-hmm. um, the guy that plays Peck, the guy, the the reporter from Die Hard. Yeah. You know, um, Which Jesus Christ, like someone needs to give this guy a nice role. He, yeah. He has suffered so much for just those two roles alone. I'm sure he, he gets accosted on the street like you're just a dick. And he, uh, poor bastard. You're right. That you're right, Your Honor. This man has no dick. He um, has no fucking dick, but. He has suffered enough. Leave him the fuck alone. Give him a romantic comedy for Christ's <laughs> sake. Um, but yeah, the, the, those characters alone, you know, and then obviously, you know, in the second one, you have uh, Bill's brother, who I did, you know, for years never knew his brother, you know, but Brian Doyle Murray, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, even even in the second one, you have um the the guy that plays the mayor's like right hand man. That guy I've seen in a bunch of stuff. He's not a big name, but I've you know, 
but he, yeah. he's you got Peter my, McNichol. Peter McNichol was my first thing. Like, honestly, the first time, and I think I talked about this when we did the, um, Adams. the Adams episode with Jess. The first time I ever saw him was Ghostbusters 2. So when I saw him somewhere else without the accent, I was like, where'd that fucker's accent go? Like, so weirdly enough, I, I mean, I said this to Steph and I think I may have said this, but like, I also grew up with a lot of Peter McNichol as well. But for me, it was him in Dracula Dead and Loving It. Okay. Because he is, it's like Mel Brooks's last movie that he directed. Yeah. 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 And, and it's Leslie Nielsen as Dracula, but like Peter McNichol plays Renfield and he has a very thick, nasally, superior English accent. But then when he goes fucking crazy, it's like, yes, master. <laughs> like it's like it's all like high pitched and and insanity. So when I that was my first exposure to seeing Peter McNichol, then Adam's Family Values. And then when I saw him in this, I'm like, I get it. I get why he was fucking put in Dracula Den loving it, because like, hey, we need someone who could do the world's shittiest accent. Here's your guy. And, well, and then the funny thing is, like, whenever I get, like, if I get a bunch of stuff on my hands or whatever, or if I get, like, dirty, my go-to line is, why am I drippings with goo? Like, that is, that's just my go-to line. Like, it, it is. Right. Like, I, I, the amount of shit that I quote from Ghostbusters, all, all especially the first two, on a quasi-regular basis, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, one of a, one of... This, this, so one of the guys I used to work with at Sam Goody, the record store, the guy that hired me, who I'm still really good friends with, big movie buff. Just like you, I told you, you two would get along, and and you know if we ever you had him on the show, imagine that recording. You'd just be like, all right, yeah. that was the 18 hour episode. That was and, awesome. And that I wouldn't even have to be here for. I could walk away, <laughs> have a steak, come back, and not miss a beat. Like it would, it would. Yeah. Like you I could never marinate left. the steak. That's yeah, how long we really. Talk. Um, but. Like we were, it wasn't a sales job at Goody, but there were a lot of like add-ons that we would try to sell people. So like, if you came in and bought a CD, you bought a CD, but then it'd be like, Hey, why don't you buy this calendar too? Or why don't you buy this? Sure. Whatever, you know? And the, the way he would pump people up, especially people he knew that were into it were like the way you, you know, cause some people would say, well, I don't have the confidence to ask that, to ask them to buy the extra thing or to get the extra thing. And his response to it was, if someone asks you if you're a god, you say yes. And that was like, that's how you, that was your your motivation to just feel like, you know, I can do it because I'm god. You know, like, you know. I'm trying to think of, I mean, that that is definitely an underrated way to boost someone's confidence. I'm trying to think of the other actors, like where I first recognized them, because I know it wasn't Ghostbusters. Like, because Ghostbusters, I had saw when I was, I think the first time was maybe when I was like 11 or 12 and it was, and I, I thought it was entertaining. I just didn't love it. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be respectful of that. Cause I know this is your, your no, it's fine. Your, that your, your you, jam. It's fine. If you don't agree with it the way I like, do it's like, if, if this is your jam, this was kind of like my jelly. This like, is, this is, 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 this is your goon. This is your goonies for me. That's the best way I can yeah, equate it yeah. for you is this is, this is, that's what this is because you know, uh, you know, like real quick, because I saw this before I ever saw Die Hard, ever before I saw Die Hard, and so like to me, he's Pack. He's never, he's not that reporter. He's Pack. You know, he's always going to be Pack. Walter I, Pack. I think I saw Die Hard before I saw 
Ghostbusters. But that wouldn't stun um, me with you, and I don't mean that as a negative or a shot. That just would not surprise me at all. Well, I mean, no, in, in theory, like I would, you you would think that I would gravitate towards Ghostbusters because it's horror, it's comedy, it's eighties, it's classic. Like Ghostbusters has no, all this, those things. This should be your thing, and it's it's very clearly not as much. You know, it's not as much, and I think the the main element is that I just didn't grow up with it. Sure, but I I respect the genre, and I think the the likelihood is that I think I think I honestly think Bill Murray just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. And because I always kind of label it like you're either a Steve Martin fan or you're a Bill Murray fan. And and I begin to think, I don't think I like either of them very much, but I think it's just <laughs> uh but I acknowledge that Bill Murray has made movies that I genuinely think are fucking hysterical. I think uh What About Bob is probably one of his better performances. I've never seen that. What about Bob? Is is I know there's what yeah. was that I like? It's it's a rare one. I think the ending sucks. It's such an abrupt ending. You're like, wait, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, uh, I I didn't like Stripes. I didn't like Meatballs. I, I love Meatballs. meatballs. I, I know you do. I I really thought it was just grating and annoying. I have not given Caddyshack a full viewing, so I've I know never that's seen gonna, it. Yeah. That's the Maxwell fucking loves Caddyshack. Um, but for me, like a really good Bill Murray movie where I'm like, I really dug his performance was like Groundhog Day. It's all right. He's a complete prick from in the beginning. And then you like watch it unfold. I'm bringing up Groundhog Day because that also is like, uh, what ruined the friendship between Murray and Harold Ramis. Yeah. Which, which they did resolve. But they resolved on like Ramis's deathbed. Deathbed, yeah. Yeah, like Bill Murray was like, oh, shit, I probably like I know I'm a dick. I might still think I'm right. I I need to go to Harold's house, which it gives that little line in Afterlife where he's just like figured you'd turn up. You know, it's like, all right, that's that's him. And there's also uh, a mo- it goes back to the look thing. There's a moment when he looks at Ramis or the ghost of Ramis and. Uh-huh. There's, I, I saw genuine heartbreak on his face. I don't, maybe it's just me, but I saw it. it it's, look, the whole, uh, I was hoping we could save this for towards well, the Well, let's end. save it. No, no, save it. Let's yeah. let's talk about the first one, because there's some, there's some movie stuff about the first one that I would like to talk to you about, because you're the movie guy. I think this one holds up really well for being almost 40 years old at this point. Do you're talking about all, all in all the whole or like the practical effects, the yada, yada, yada. All in all, but but we can break it down into more specifics. But I think all in all it holds up really well. I mean, it's a it's a period piece at this point. You have to you have to take it from that perspective. Uh, every but... every movie is a period piece. Sure. You know, in some way. Um, Carrie, for sure, is a period piece. Sure. Um, you didn't get that joke, but that's OK. Sorry. The movie start. Carrie starts with her on her period of the shower. Oh, I, I've never seen it, so, yeah. Yeah, she's bullied. They throw tampons at her and say, plug it up, plug it up. That's why gotcha. it's a period piece. Gotcha. And there's that joke of the day. Um, if only that was, was the first. Um, uh, yeah, well, it was her first. Um, <laughs> red rum, red rum. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, do I think it holds up? Yes. I think it definitely holds up. I think... I think the the delivery the, the relationship between Dana and Bill Murray would probably be the biggest issue. I think Sigourney Weaver being a strong intelligent woman 
and and doesn't take no shit from no one and then kind of bends to Bill Murray's whim is not ideal. However, I didn't take it as bending, but that's okay. But I was talking more from a movie perspective, but go ahead. From a movie perspective, I mean, it's kind of rolled into one. I think once you see two and you're like, she clearly she's the one who left him and she went on to be and have like a child. I think it rectifies whatever issues are in one in that because I felt like the romance was forced. You know me. I'm a bigger fan of practical effects than I am of CGI. The CGI is done great, awesome. But the practical effects, like, are even better, awesome. That's, I think, why I really appreciate Afterlife, because Afterlife, yes, does have CGI, but the CGI and practical effects that they're doing are trying to match as close as they possibly can to the original. What, oh, yeah, I, yeah. I disagree about the, the, the effects in answer the call i thought they were not very good i was like this is 2016 effects that's really surprising i mean no green everything they just made it green and blue and I no, like, no 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 that that's true but i'm talking compared to what it could have i mean i i it could have been a lot i feel like it could have been a lot worse i get what you're saying i'm not arguing that but i mean i think it's likely that afterlife might have had like they were more responsible and like uh uh experienced on how to use their budget for effects Whereas I think Feig was just kind of like, fuck it, throw it through a computer. We're going to fucking well, and, and, shit out of this movie. But, and, but Jason has said he wanted to stay as close to your point, as close to the, the effects of the first one, the, you know. To the point where the Hellhounds fucking look identical. There, they, there's they some... a little bit easier because of CGI, but. The, but the, and there's some minor differences, but yeah, they're, they're, they're close enough. Yeah. I mean. Um. The big, I think yeah. the biggest, the biggest change in terms of spiritually speaking is I, I, I think they could have done a better job with Gozer, and I love Olivia Wilde, but I still think they could have done a better job with Gozer in Afterlife. Oh, Olivia Wilde? Yeah. It didn't even say her name in the cast. Uh, yes, it did. I'm pretty sure it does. Yeah. I it's, did she, not know that was Olivia Wilde. Yeah, that's Olivia Wilde as Gozer to Gozerian. Really? Yeah. Oh, it totally makes sense now. But um, I didn't. You saw who I, Evo Sandor is, right? You figured. Yeah, that out. and okay. that was kind of that. If I have any minor criticism, I was like, that was a waste of J.K. Simmons. Yeah, but he apparently he's in everything Jason Reitman's ever done, so it was a way to work him into the film without like making him like a star, I guess. So that makes the most sense. And I've seen a lot of Jason Reitman's films, and yeah, he's definitely like Juno, like he's the he, dad. Yeah, he's. Of he, Juno. Apparently, he's been in every film Jason Reitman's ever done. So he's his luck charm. Uh, oh well, I I thought I had read this, but I wasn't hundred percent sure. Bob Gunton. Uh, yeah. Did you ever see Shawshank? I know who Bob Gunton is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How do you yeah. know who Bob Gunton is? Because he's the like you just said, he's the warden in Shawshank. I don't know. Just. But if if most people just know him as the warden from Shawshank, no, I I I've seen him in a bunch of things and and yeah, I know I know it. He he's the one that actually plays uh, him and Ivan Reitman. They both actually filled in for Ramis, um, right. in Afterlife. Hold on, I'm dude. Josh Gad played Muncher. Yep. In Afterlife. Yep. Damn. Oh, uh, I I like this actress, and I always fuck up her name. Uh, Shoray. Ashkada, ah, damn it, Agadalashlu, damn it, I fucked that up. She does, she voices Gozer, and she's that. Do you remember that in in uh, the Punisher show? 
there was that Middle Eastern woman who had like a mom who was like super husky voiced. No, but I I just don't remember now. All that damn they got you want to talk about like cast. Yeah. Well, Holy yeah, shit. well we can come back You're to right. that. But... Holy fuck, it is Olivia Wilde. I did not recognize her. That's awesome. Yeah, but but wow. and and I like Olivia, but I don't feel like they they. That's the one thing that if they could have got something that looked more like the Gozer from from the first one. I think the pretty. I think I thought they replicated it pretty well. I'm just. I mean, going back to Gozer in the first film, I was like, "This is fucking what David Bowie meets." (laughs) Like, if David Bowie was a woman, like this. Honestly, they should have just fucking cast. Um. Um. What's her fucking name? Tilda Swinton. Just fucking, there you go. You got, there's your fucking ghost. That might have Tilda actually been Swinton. a better cast, honestly. And I again, I like Olivia. I do. I've been a fan of her since she showed up on House. That's when I first saw yep. her. You yep. know, so. Yep. Um, and major but crush on her on House. But that's I'm also of the opinion that I think Gozer was, a, was a, kind of a letdown as a villain in the first Ghostbusters. But I liked what, she had more to do in this one in afterlife that she did in the first one. Well, and I don't think, I don't think Gozer was meant to be the main villain in the first one, to be very honest with you. Like, well, she's I get she's sort of the emperor, you know, in the sense that she's the big bad, but people are excited to see Darth Vader. The first thing that really people really acknowledge of Ghostbusters is Zool. I was even say, the line say- is iconic. Yeah, I was going to say Stay Puff, honestly, because the, the Marshmallow Man, you know. Which technically is Gozer, but, like, I agree with you. The The iconicism of the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man roaming New York City is, in my opinion, and bear in mind, I'm not the biggest fucking fan. I think it's more iconic than fucking whatever Gozer. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. What? Yeah. The, the, the David Bowie with tits fucking looking <laughs> God. The, the only, the only, yeah, the dogs and stay puff are way more iconic in terms of like, you know, um, but I, I do know the line that, that, that Vankman shouts at her or says about her is, is the one of the ones that carries over. You know, oh, the long convoluted line that they like, you know, like goes to the Gozerian, blah 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 no, blah. No, get no, the no. fuck out of New York City. No, no, that's Ray. That's Ray's line. I'm talking oh, about Peter. Oh. P- Peter, when he's the, you know, it it's it, it's weird because it starts and ends with the icon, and the middle's kind of soggy. But it's he goes, all right, this chick is toast, and then they start walking up, and there's like this drum beat music thing going on behind them, and he's mm-hmm. rattling it off. He's like, grab your stick. You know, light him up, make him hard, and then in, and then it just focuses in on him, and he's like, "Let's show this prehistoric bitch how we do things downtown." And then they open fire, and that's when she flips over into the tabletop, the other side. Right. You know, but yeah, you it, you honestly could do a whole fucking commentary. I, you just probably yeah, probably I, I and I watched it again. I didn't have to, and I still watched it again just because, yeah. like, <laughs> you know, um. It's your left hand or your right hand for that? Left. I needed the right hand to pause. Um, Why is it always sticky on my hand? Why am I dripping with goo? Um, yeah. Yeah, but no, it, it, 
the whole thing, Egon, the the you we were talking about the subtleness, like I know you're not a car guy, but like when Ray shows up with Ecto the first time before they ever do any work to it, and he goes, I got a car and he goes he starts rattling off all the shit that's wrong with it. And then Peter's like, so how much was it? He's like 4,800. And Peter's eyes like bug out of his head. Like, what? You know? Yeah. I, um, that is, that's a good one. I, I liked that. Yeah. Uh, there were, I, I, it was the Twinkie, the, the, Twinkie oh. the Crunch Bar, the fucking Cheez-Its, the, all the snacks that Egon fucking loves. Yeah. Uh, I love that they threw in, in uh, Afterlife. There's a lot uh, of Easter eggs in there. The, the the maid sign on the door, the maid sign from from the original the yeah. stack of books when they first walk in. Yep, you're the, right. No human would ever stack books like this. Right. It was <laughs> it was clearly him trying to fucking like. Yeah. Hey guys, like Grandpa's still here. Yeah. Um. The well, no, the books the, were stacked that way when he goes back before he dies. They were up uh, stacked like that. Oh uh, well, I mean, I was kind of just. I spent that whole scene trying to be like, are they going to show his fucking face? Is that Egon? It's got to be Egon. Like, it's probably Egon, right? Yeah, I I remember thinking that, too, the first time. I was like, how? how? Like, you know. uh, And I looked over something like, they're keeping his face invisible because it's probably supposed to be Harold Ramis. And I spent the entire movie thinking we would never see Harold Ramis. I did not expect them, them to... By the way, they made Harold Ramis look way better in this movie than how he actually looked towards the end of his death. Because look, I love Harold Ramis. I no, think yeah. Harold Ramis is a talented writer and director. I, Absolutely. I was, but he looked, when he was close to death, he was very much looking like Santa Claus and not like Egon. No, for sure. But they wanted him to closer to look, he wanted him to be closer to Egon than actual Harold for sure. It's not, not a weird like thinking probability. We're just like, Hey, we want your dad to look like a, the character you played, not like your dad. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so we're, we're gonna be respectful as fuck. This whole movie is a tribute to him. It's 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 our goodbye letter for him. Yada yada yada. But we're not gonna make him fat. Yeah. Um. But let's let's stay with the first one for a minute. So, sure. um, any any what other like another moment that sticks out in the jail scene when they're in jail after the whole explosion and they're going over the building and, and what's going on in Evo and his entire thing. I, I like the inclusion of the other, uh, people in the jail, the prisoners like looking and Bill Murray's like, hi, can I help you? Like, you just kind of like, really? You're, you're going to fucking look over his shoulder. Like this has nothing to do with you guys. Is is everyone paying attention? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the jail scene was not as memorable as, Okay, I'll tell you what scene yeah. stuck with me, and this is probably the only, before I actually sat and watched the movie when I was 12, this is probably the only thing that stuck with me when I was like probably flipping through channels, or my dad was watching it, or one of my brothers was watching it when I was a little kid. Dan Aykroyd gets a blowjob from a ghost. <laughs> yes, he does. Of course, that's the one you focus on. That's the one scene I saw, yeah. and I was like, so in my mind's eye, I'm like, I don't know what the fuck Ghostbusters is about, but I'm pretty sure Dan Aykroyd enjoyed the entirety of the filming process. Okay. Because if you just show a fucking four-year-old that scene, and he kind of knows what's going on, and then he's just like, I mean, I always thought kind of Ghostbusters was porn. I thought I thought when, when uh, fucking... 
Peck gets fucking drenched in marshmallow fluid. I thought that was just Dan Aykroyd's fluid. Oh, Jesus. Um, yeah, he, he got what he deserved. I, I just love every piece of this film. I, I wish I could be more specific because I, I could be, but we'd be spending the entire two hours, three hours talking about the first one. Like, I, right. it it's just, I don't know. I, I love every aspect of that film. I can... The one thing, though, the the uh, shaving cream that is dumped on Peck, they originally like they were like, oh, yeah, we're going to we're going to test it on a stuntman first. And, you know, you're going to watch. It's going to be not be a big deal. And he's like, well, how much like how much of this are you going to dump on the stuntman? Like, how much are we talking about here? And it was something ridiculous, like 100 or 200 pounds. But it's shaving cream. So no big deal. And he's like, well. 100 pounds is 100 pounds. Like, what weighs more, 100 pounds of lead or 100 pounds of fucking feathers? It doesn't matter. So they, like, tested it and dumped, like, 100 pounds worth of shaving cream on the stuntman, and it completely flattened him. And they are like, okay. And they scaled it way back to, like, 20 or 30 pounds or something. And that still, like, knocked, uh, what's his name, William Atherton? Is that yeah, his name? I think that's it. Yeah, hold on. They still knocked him off of ass. Like, it was, oh, it's 30 pounds dropping on you is a big deal. Um, but, yeah, he, he definitely got what he deserved. Fuck that guy. And, and fuck, dude, I feel bad for saying fuck that guy. He's always playing characters that were like, yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah, pretty he, much. Like, everybody's like, oh, man, which Gruber is the biggest villain in Die Hard? I'm like, dude, fucking the reporter can eat a dick. At least Alan Rickman and Jeremy Irons have good goddamn voices. This guy is a reporter. His voice sucks in comparison. Yeah. Um, Second one? Or is there anything else you want to say on the first one? I'm I'm trying to think of, like, okay, here's one thing I can add for the first one. Uh, I think Rick Moranis is absolutely at his best. Like, I love him in Spaceballs. I loved him in Honey, We Fucking Trunk the Kid and, and, and all that shit. Yeah. I mean, the only but, thing about it is he, he doesn't sound like Rick Moranis at all. Like, he, he does that voice of Lewis Tully so much that, like, when he, he's talking as other people in, like, these other movies you just referenced. Spaceballs, yeah. Or, or even Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Like, it doesn't, you know... Well, I mean, yeah, he's trying to be as... But what I appreciate is that the main difference between Ghostbusters 1 and Answer the Call is that when someone is improvising in Ghostbusters, you you really can't tell because it's, they, they do like right. a good one line and that's it. My biggest criticism overall of Ghostbusters Answer the Call is that all four actresses are from like improv things like mm-hmm. whether it's snl or groundlings or or second city or whatever well, but i mean so was a lot of the ghost the original ghostbusters for cast. sure but they but i would be willing to bet they were willing they were improvising during rehearsals and say that's good keep that joke whereas a good chunk of the material and humor in answer the call is them commenting of what's happening as it's happening for like mm. aware humor. Like I dropped my glasses. Oh wait, no, here they are. They're in my hands. Like, why is that a joke? Honestly, the only one who really fucking made me laugh out loud is, um, I can't fucking remember her name. And I don't want to just call her the black one. What the fuck's her name? 
Oh, um, I don't have it up, so I don't know because I didn't even care about the movie. But um, but she she was funny. The one I this. ranted on many months ago or years ago. But but and and her rant justified as it may be. Also, your rant is justified as as it is. I still think she was the funniest one, and I I laughed out loud when she was like, she they she shows up in a fucking hearse. And it's got the Ghostbusters logo on it, and, and they're like, "What? Like that is so not the logo to have on the side of a hearse." Mm. And I thought that was really fucking funny. But I feel like that's a joke that like that we they wrote down or they rehearsed. Whereas all the majority of it is just like them commenting about what's happening as it's happening. Kristen Wiig, I laughed when when they were like they first went to the firehouse to fucking talk about renting it. It's like, oh, the rent's twenty one thousand a month, and her immediate response is burn in hell. Like, like she couldn't hold back the. Are you kidding me? Burn in hell? How dare you say it's going to cost twenty one thousand dollars a month? Uh, yeah, yeah. I thought that was funny. In terms of like Ghostbusters one, I I read that Rick Moranis improvised ninety percent of what he did, but it felt like that was scripted. It felt like. They wrote that shit down that Reitman and Ramis and Aykroyd and all that, like Gall sat together and like wrote Lewis Tully and Rick Moranis played it knowing his lines. That whole scene, the dinner party and where he's introducing people and talking and like giving them like an over explanation. Yeah. All was Rick Moranis. And I was like, what? That's uh, you. I pride in being quick on my fate. Holy shit, Rick Moranis. You, like, yeah, no, he, he's, he's a goddamn national treasure, even though he's Canadian. But yeah, I mean. Well, he is. He's a national treasure. Just fucking Canada. Um, no, but you're, you're not wrong. Like, he, he he's really good in it. Um, some other things, actually, I just remembered we should talk about very quickly, because I think you all appreciate this. Slimer. Um, mm. First off, do you know what Slimer is supposed to represent? I do. Slimer uh, is the ghost of John Belushi. Yeah. Yeah. Because jo- Belushi was supposed to play Bankman. Yes. Yeah. Which I... I don't think would have worked, honestly. And I, and I I just don't. I don't think... I don't think... Maybe it's if he, Ray, if but he didn't not... Play, if he didn't play it gross, it would have worked. If he played Ray and maybe Aykroyd was Bankman, then I could buy it. But you know, I I could buy that. Yeah, yeah, I could buy I, I that think too. The, I think seeing John Belushi, you know, do his eyebrow raise and like lusting after Sigourney Weaver, I think I would have had. I think I would have been like, oh shit, this is not okay. Yeah, it would have been a lot creepier than what you you got out of uh, Bill Murray. You know, yeah. So. Um, I mean, speaking of lusting after, how about Janine over Egon? I mean, come on. Like, it's it's not any less creepy just because it's a woman lusting after the man. And, I mean, um, she's practically wanting to blow him right then and there. I mean. Yeah, it's, there's, she was also going after Lewis, so. Well, that's in the second one. We're talking about the first one. Like in the right. first one, she had no. In- that was a weird shift for her to be that like. That was a very weird shift. But I also read as to why, and you know, like this is one of my only problems with the franchise, is so 
the real Ghostbusters, the cartoon show, came out after the first movie, obviously, because they wouldn't have made a cartoon before. Well, I guess, I mean, I guess they technically could have, but the cartoon was based on the movie, the first movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and did well. Um, interesting tidbit about the movie, though. Arsenio, or not the movie, the cartoon, Arsenio Hall is the voice of Winston Zedmore in the cartoon. Did Do you know that Ernie Hudson actually went in? They made him try out, and he didn't get the part because he didn't sound enough like Winston. I think you've told me that. Uh, I I was still in flabbergasted. I mean, and every, I think every time we talk about that, I always it always reminds me of Charlie Chaplin, like came in third in a Charlie Chaplin lookalike contest. Right, like that's the same kind of but thing. Yeah. Going off of that, do you remember? Do you know who voiced uh, Vankman in the real Ghostbusters? Well, there's two people in the last season, season and a half. It's Dave Coulier, and in the first grouping, it's someone else. And I don't have the guy's name in front of me. Lorenzo Music. Okay. And Lorenzo Music is also just as famous for voicing Garfield. I can in see the that. Garfield and Friends yeah. show. Yeah. You yeah. see where I'm going with this? Yeah. Because then Bill Murray fucking played Garfield. Like oh, we've talked. Yeah, Garfield. we've talked about that. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, um. But the other thing they did was they changed Janine quite a bit in the cartoon. She's got red hair. She's got more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Her eyeglasses aren't as subtle. They're like, they're like the sharp pointy triangles. frames are more angular. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually read that they actually made Janine in the second one look more like Janine from the cartoon on purpose. And then the other reason that Slimer's even in the second movie is because he's in the cartoon, which because I kind of like a roommate of them or something. It's right? like their just... pet, actually, yeah. almost. Yeah. Um, and I almost kind of have a problem with that. I got to be very honest with you, like on both points, like there's no need. And then apparently because the second movie came out and then there was still like a season or two of the cartoon after the second movie. And they actually put Lewis into the cartoon. Mm-hmm. After the second movie aired, um, I don't mind having stuff based on. Like, I didn't mind that the cartoon is based on, but don't start changing the movie and or the cartoon based on either property. If that makes sense, like I, I, th- I mean, like if you like, we were talking about the first movie. The first movie is scary to little kids. Yeah, there's also, you know, uh, a a, bl- a a blowjob scene essentially. And they're cursing, and they're smoking, and then like in the second movie, it's very toned back. Oh, it's for sure, yeah. clearly aimed for children, and I think that was definitely a business decision. Like the first movie, they're like, "We don't know what's gonna happen. Let's just fucking make whatever movie we're gonna do." Oh shit, it's successful, and kids like it. Okay, well, let's try and make more money and be more successful. And I, I mean, I get it. I agree with you. But it's it's sort of like like when we do we watch it now, it's like MCU doing TV shows and movies and cartoons and everything. They're all kind of tying it all in together. So I it's it wasn't it's not unheard of you know, you just, what they're doing. You just reminded me of the thing I wanted to talk about at the beginning that we didn't. So we won't get to it today. But I watched that werewolf thing. So, did you like it? I did. I did enjoy it. Yeah. That's yeah. all I care about. I'm just glad you liked it. No, I did. It it, it gave me um, some feels on some other stuff I like uh, that we can talk about another time. But I, I did enjoy it. It was good. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, I I get it. it I guess it's kind of like Star Wars, you know. Like I mean, like four, five, and six. You know, the, the originals, and then and then you know. We've had a discussion about, like, they're always aimed at kids, so that's why the prequels, while some people... I liked them, but I know other people kind of didn't like them for multiple reasons and whatever, And but they're aimed at kids, not the guys that were my age when they came out, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. Um, but it... I, I, I don't have a problem with toning it down. I just don't think you had to link them together that strongly, I guess, you know? Um, I I feel like Ghostbusters 2 is definitely the, in terms of the original two, it's definitely the weakest one. Of the canon stuff, yeah, it's definitely the weakest, I agree. But I, I will acknowledge that the painting of that Carpathian fuck uh, is creepier than what we actually got on screen. Like, once we see him walking around or, like, talking and shit, he's just not... He, it might as well be. It might as well be fucking uh, Werner Herzog just talking to us. Well, you but you the heard, painting is scary as shit. You heard what what happened with that guy, right? He found out that he was dubbed by Max von Sydow, and then like at the premiere, the at the premiere when it when it was on screen, like he, he yeah. didn't, yeah. And he glared at everybody and fucking left. And who the fuck is he? Like I, I don't I don't even know who he is. Yeah. Well, didn't the same thing happen to David Prowse? I don't know if David Prowse left the premiere. No, no, but I mean, no, but he found out. He found out that James Earl Jones dubbed him. But I mean, like, if David Prowse had heard his own voice, he would have been like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Right, yeah, I don't know what this other guy sounds like, so I don't know if if he was any, you know. David Prowse, like, is... No, 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 I meant, I meant the, the... I meant oh, Vigo. The other dude, yeah. I meant Vigo. I don't know what, what the guy that played Vigo sounds like. Um but it But yeah, if looks could kill fucking Vigo, holy shit. I, I do love the, the courtroom scene though. The whole sequence in the courtroom. I mean it's still a little campy compared to the rest of them, but I do enjoy that scene. Especially after when they're gonna finally take on the Scalari brothers after it's all been done and it's um it, this is in, in Ghostbuster circles, and by the way, Rico, I know you're not a big fan, but if you are interested in a good documentary, there's one called. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'll have to get you the title, but I'm pretty sure it's called Ghostheads, and it's about the fandom. It's a uh-huh. documentary about fandom, but they talk about stuff that takes place in, and this is before Afterlife, so um, mm. it only references the first two and and the movies and the video game that I want to talk about very briefly, but. Um, but in the courtroom, when he goes, Do, Ray, Egon, like that's just great. Like that's fantastic. Like, I he, didn't. Uh, why don't I, you I like thought, that? I thought, I, I thought that was a forced joke, and I didn't. I, 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 I guess the joke is that Egon didn't fucking know what they were doing. And no, were no, 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 no. The joke is that he knew exactly what they were doing and fucked it up on purpose instead of doing me like he should have he decided to go egon like that i that's how i've always interpreted like it was his kind of like throwing a middle finger back at ray and pete you know i i I didn't i didn't think that i didn't think i just thought it was i just thought it was confusing uh what am i gonna do with you i don't know um nothing yeah the same thing we do every night (laughs) freaking Trying to take um, out on the wild. 
I, no, there, there's some over-the-top stuff in this, like the, the Statue of Liberty, you know, bringing the Statue of Liberty to life and, you know. Okay, I, yeah, I don't know how I feel about that either. I, I uh, The fact that it happened the way it did was very, very, very bizarre and how she's how she's a she like able to move her fucking legs and everything like yeah it's not exactly crystal clear on how they can basically like turn the statue of liberty into fucking mecha godzilla with a remote control with <laughs> well, a fucking it, it, super it, nintendo it, controller it's a it, no that's a nintendo controller that's not super what, nintendo okay it's a nintendo control I, either way those are things that just because you stick it near something doesn't mean you can move it now yeah um no, they wired it in somehow. You saw the stuff, but yeah. It, um, yeah, they, they basically fucking like turned the Statue of Liberty into like a fucking, a, a, like a goddamn Power Rangers fucking Megazoid. Yeah, it, it was a little weird. Um, like I, said, like, I, a- I expected them to like, you like the whole the message they were trying to do is like, okay, we need happiness and love to combat all the negativity that New York City has fucking like been ruminating on for ever okay i thought they were gonna like even if it was hokey and like kitschy i thought they were all gonna do like a whole like not like kind of like have everybody sing new york new york or something akin to that like i'm not saying that i even if they had sinatra singing new york new york i wouldn't have been like oh i am fucking in because i've been like that's fucking kind of lame and predictable and kitschy i'll give you that i did not expect the Statue of Liberty to be fucking running around. All, all she did was just walk. Like they, they went to the Statue of Liberty, which how the fuck did they do that? And then walked back to where they had to go. Like they could have found a, they could have found another plan that would have taken about maybe half the time. But then how what, did they even get to the Statue of Liberty and, and, and know exactly how to create her? And it, well, they it had was, done the toaster. That's, you know, Okay, but like how how the whole city of fucking New York is not like screaming in terror as well, the Statue of Liberty is just walking around. Like what? Four years previously, there was a giant marshmallow bitch. Like or five years previously, like dude, New York has suffered enough. Nobody like, steps on a church in my town. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. okay with that. Um. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, then, yeah, well, anyway, but then they put the game out. The game was good. I don't, I, I doubt you've ever played the game. I, I've, I've come close to buying it a couple times, but I'm like, it was always what I felt like was going to be overpriced, but it, I think it was on sale last week, actually. Yeah. Really? Yeah. You yeah. might want to go check and it might even be, uh, one of the premium games you I, know like i didn't see it on the premium but all well, they're, they're always up late up, updating the list so just keep an eye but um it's a I, cool, I, was, I was looking up last night that's it, i just didn't remember seeing it it's it's a cool it's a cool concept because at the time the game was made it was pretty clear we were never getting a three you know um it just wasn't gonna happen and and technically while we got a three and we both agree it's fantastic. It's not a three in the traditional sense of we don't have Egon and Winston and Venkman and Ray through the whole movie. Like, we, yeah. we don't. You know, it's not that. 
Um, I, I still think it's brilliantly done, so I'm not saying anything bad. But this this ties back to a line from the first movie where right after they, they mortgage Ray's family home for the third time mm-hmm. and he says something about the franchise rights will be will make them rich beyond their wildest dreams. Well, that's basically what it is, is you're a trainee to go open up your own franchise, but before you can open the franchise, you have to train with the original crew. So you're right. running around with Egon and Ray and Peter and Winston and and doing this, and um, they just keep calling you the trainee. That's what your mm-hmm. name is. It all like, you don't. The character never has a name, but it's a third person over the shoulder, and it's neat because the proton pack is like your life meter, like all the existing lights and stuff on there are also like your life meter and and things like that. Like it tells uh-huh. you. It's really kind of cool. And then I, when I first got the game, because I've bought it three times now, um, there's long stories that aren't worth getting into. Why? But I've, I've okay. had to, yeah, yeah. Um, I was like, it must be really fucking awesome. If you're like, I'm just gonna buy it again. Fuck it. Well, okay. So I, listen, I'll tell it. I'll tell it real quickly. I I was dating a girl that lived in Missouri briefly, and she had just gotten a PlayStation and no games. I had the game. We were both Ghostbusters fans. I sent her a copy. We broke up. I was like, just keep it. I don't don't just whatever. And then. Okay. And then I bought it again to replace it because I still wanted it. And then they remastered it, and I bought the remaster. So, eh, that, not that long of a story. That all that made sense. Yeah. Um, well, I thought there'd be more questions about the the, the girl thing. Um, no. So, but when you when you bought it originally, if you pre-ordered it, you could get you got a code, and you've pre-ordered stuff. You know, you get codes, and you can get stuff. You know, mm-hmm. you got. The Ghostbusters two coveralls instead of the Ghostbusters one coveralls. Uh huh. So like that dark grayish. Yeah, black, the darker yeah, version. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I I had that on the whole time because I actually like those coveralls better than the brown ones. Um. Personally, uh, mm-hmm. I don't need the number two on the side, but like the the ghost with the two hang like that. I. I I I I don't like that, but I could also see that something that Peter would do. Like that 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 sounds like a Peter idea to be like, "Oh, we're back," you know, like you know. Uh, yeah, it, it looked uh, clearly it was good promo because when the actors are like walking around on set in New York City, people are like, "Holy shit, are they making another Ghostbusters movie?" And then they just see the patch; it shows yeah. the two on it, and yeah. it's like. Oh, but I think having it change the logo was kind of kitschy and ridiculous. But I know I, I, I don't disagree with you, that, and I'm glad that they they seem to be getting away from that with the you know with oh, Afterlife. So, yeah, and, Afterlife, they're just like, no, it's the original. It's yeah, fuck, and fuck and t- anything after that, I, I doubt they'll be like. He's not going to be sitting there with a four up or something like it's you know like it's just know. a ghost just like holding up like a like a, a whole hand and a six. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah, hey, yeah. Jesus Christ, there's fucking six of us. It really would just be like, eventually just be the ghost just flipping us off. Just like, fuck you. Yeah. But, um, um, but the game, real quick, the, the, if, if anything sells you on it, it'll be this. They got the entire cast to come back, not just the four guys. Like, your first mission is at the Sedgwick Hotel, the, the Slimer mission. Mm-hmm. 
you're basically it's not Slimer, but you're in that hotel again. Mm-hmm. And they got that same guy to play the manager of the hotel from the first movie to oh, come really? back. And yeah, like I'm when I say they got the entire first kid, I think the only person that didn't come back is um Lewis, uh Moranis. And I, I if I if I'm That's cor- weird because Rick Moranis, he retired from film, but he was doing a lot of voice work. I think at that point it was right because then his wife, his wife had died. Remember, and I think well, that's well, that's why he 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 retired from film. But I thought he was still. I thought his wife died. Like I don't think I could be wrong. It's been a year since I've actually played the game, despite the fact buying it multiple times. But yeah, I, and I could be wrong. But uh, the point, the point is that. It starts at the Sedgwick, and you get that same manager, and you get all and like Harold Ramis hadn't passed yet, so he's still able to voice Egon, and mm-hmm. you know everybody shows up, and even even um I know you're not his fan, but like Bill Murray had said he would never do it, and then he like last minute did it, you know like yeah, it's got really fucking high ratings. I really should just check it out. It's worth it. It is really worth it. It's a great game. Um, I enjoyed it. Listen, but here's the other thing. It, it, it was the nostalgia you get from afterlife before afterlife was afterlife. I got you. You know what I mean? Like it, we had all reserved ourselves to the fact that we're never getting another Ghostbusters as long as we live. You know what I mean? So if this right. is what we're going to get, then all right. It's, it's you know, good as you can get. Right. Exactly. And we ended up getting another Ghostbusters with Afterlife. So, you know, and obviously, apparently, we're getting another one now. So, but I'll believe it when I see it. I don't mean as a shot at anyone, but it's real easy to say, hey, and I'm, we're going to make this movie. And how many times have we seen that? What are like, oh, we're going to make this movie. And then it lives in production now for, you know, ever. It's, it's true. And it's it's immensely frustrating when you, like, end up getting the result of what you have been waiting for. You're just like, that was that was a real kick in the dick. That was that was a waste of money. Which which was my fear with Afterlife, but ended up not being like Afterlife was like you said it was so good, dude. It was such a you know, it was immensely respectful. It felt like it was a fresh new take, but still a a acknowledgement yep. of the first film. Uh, I think Paul Rudd fit perfectly. I was going to ask you what you thought. I I, I agree, but I was wondering because I know some people were hesitant when they saw Paul Rudd was going to be in this thing. Paul Rudd also, at the same time, was offered to come back to the Halloween franchise. because Turned it down to do this. He turned it down to do this. Yep. I have got to admit, he made the right call because (laughs) Halloween Kills sucked. But I just saw Halloween Ends. I'm really, I'm really disappointed in that fucking yeah, movie. Yeah, you said, yeah. I'll tell you very briefly. There's a four year time jump. Okay. Where like Michael Myers is like disappeared. They also are like acknowledging COVID without acknowledging COVID, because like it's a it's a fucking time jump, and then but like Michael Myers is hiding in the sewers for four years. And he becomes like a weak old man, and like there's a copycat killer. You're just like, what is this fucking movie? Michael Myers is not even in this goddamn movie half the time. What does Pennywise show up if he's in the sewers? I mean, dude, I honestly, they fucking made Michael Myers living like a fucking Ninja Turtle. Like he went from Michael Myers to Michelangelo. It's so depressing. <laughs> 
Um, I, I, but the nice thing is that he was clearly the only one who was giving a fuck about COVID. He wore a mask. He social distanced. He was quarantined for four <laughs> fucking years. Um. Anyways, but no, Halloween ends. Fuck you, Halloween ends. Fuck you. Um. Mc- but yeah, Paul I, Rudd. I, I thought. Yeah. Works, and and I think Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd represents the 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 80s group of comedians that we have in the modern day 2000s 2010s um it also helps that like it seems like harold ramus kind of harold ramus in particular wrote like he approved of like the next generation like seth rogan and paul rudd uh because harold ramus played seth rogan's dad and uh knocked up that's right so he, yeah and looks like he perfectly played his dad like i he, it's very good casting. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think Paul Rowe was great. I don't know Carrie Coon very well. I don't know. Who yeah, the neither do she I. Was. She was good, though. She was fine. She was yeah. she was good. Uh, if if a little, I was like, all right, she's just going to be the stereotypical mom of this movie. But then they gave her a lot of heart. Um, Speaking of mom, who do you think the mom is that never gets touched on who, who her mom is? You know who her father is. Right. Um, I, I would have said Janine. Yeah, I would have said Janine. Um, Except until she, she showed up and like, they had no idea who each other was. Yeah. Unless like she was raised by Egon and then like once she was 18 or whatever, just like bailed. Like there's really no, no, the, 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 the about when he left. No, it, no, it, it, it. Especially based on the f- the 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 stuff on the board in that basement area, I think he left her when she was very young, like very very young. Well, I mean, the, that's also not clear. He could have had those photos. He could have taken those photos over the course of her life, and then just like I'm out, and then had all his copies. If if you want my honest opinion, I think he leaves. Which is like ten or something. No, I don't even think she's that old. I think I think he's about five. I think it's about five years after the events of two is when I think he leaves. Um, you know the other the other possibility is that he had her before he became a Ghostbuster. No, I don't think so. I don't based be, no 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 based based on and it's based on the conversation that Ray has with Phoebe. When she calls him from jail, and he kind of gives the, the the timeline of like when Egon leaves. Like I I I think the mom, whoever it is, was a believer in the Gozer theory. Not not a worshiper of Gozer, but believing what Egon was saying about like this is going to be a thing, and I need to stop it from happening. Mm-hmm. And and and. Even though she was on board, I guess she didn't share what the daughter or the the plan was. That they agreed not to let the daughter in. Like they didn't want to expose her to. It. I don't know where that lies because the daughter definitely has some resentment, you know. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but but that's why he fucks off to to the town in was it Nebraska? I think it is. Or? No, it was. Uh... It wasn't Nebraska. It was. It was like Wisconsin or something. Oh, I'll get it because that's gonna irk me. But Oklahoma, it was Oklahoma. Oklahoma, yeah. okay. So like, he goes off to to do that and basically save the world every day, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's ba- But you know what? It's based. Oh, I ha- 
it just occurred to me, Paul Rudd talks about when the earthquakes start. And the earthquakes are a direct result of the proton beam shooting down into that well. So I'd have to go back and do the math. But so it might be like that almost be 20 years after the case, after the the end of the second one. Right. I think it was 2009, so, he said. Well, it goes. 84, I I, 84, 89, and then 2021. I don't know if 89 was on the board when they were talking about the It wasn't. Years. No, no. But don't, it, don't, what, you're, talking about, you're talking about down in Gozer's thing across the yeah. top? Yeah, it's not because nothing significant in the Gozer world took place. Right. But what I'm saying is that at one point, Paul Rudd's character, the, the um, Gruberson, Greg. Gary. Gary, yeah. Gary is talking, I forget if it's to Phoebe or the mom right now, where he says, you know, this town, no no fault line, no nothing, no seismic activity for years. And then in 2000, starting in, and he says a year, it has an earthquake every day. Mm-hmm. And what, so it's whenever that year is, he gets there within, I would say, a two-year window of that starting year. Because... The earthquakes are a result of those proton packs that he aims down that well that automatically trigger when it gets too high. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's that's when that's about when he leaves. So I'd say he leaves somewhere between 2000 and 2005. So you're still talking 12, 11 years after the events of the second one. Yeah, I, I, who, as who the mom is, I don't know. I mean, it almost would have. I almost half expected to see Sigourney Weaver show up earlier in the film and be like the big reveal that she and fucking Egon like ended up together. It wouldn't have worked out. And I would have been like, what the fuck? That comes out of nowhere. But that's unfortunately like you don't have a whole lot of women in your fucking franchise. So who is the fucking mom? It could have been Um, it could have been that that uh, lab assistant from the second one. Uh, you know what? That's probably likely. That's probably likely. Like, let's see what happens when we take away the puppy. You know what I mean? Like that woman needs to, that's the only one that would make sense to me. But I mean, by the way, uh, the girl playing with the puppy is Ivan Reitman's daughter. Well, yeah. And, and Jason and her are also in the first one and in a deleted scene. Oh, well, Jason, but Jason is like most prominent where he's like, my dad says you guys are full of crap. Yeah. He's also that guy, but he's in the first one as well too. Yeah. Which. Fucking A. I love that. Of course you love that part. Yeah. No, no, no. It's just the fact that, like, it's a it's a great goddamn fucking line for the end-up future director. Oh, well, yeah. Of, sure. That must have been a fucking trip to be like, I was seven years old on the set of the first Ghostbusters, and now I'm telling Bill Murray what to do, which, no easy fucking task. Sure. Um, but, uh... You, you know the the casting, as you said, Finn Wolfhard was a great cast. Um, McKenna's awesome as Phoebe; her. she really is awesome. Um, uh, podcast, I was laughing in all of his podcast jokes. Yeah, me too. I, I I wonder if we do that because of our what we do. You know what I mean? Oh like, yeah, no, no. I found the humor of it entirely because I'm like, where he's talking to fucking Ray at the end, and he's just like. You're my subscriber? <laughs> like the one subscriber? I yeah. thought that was fucking hysterical. Um, by, the, by the way, we, the have kid, a, we have an uptick in Canada for some reason. But anyway, go ahead. Fucking 
Oh, Canada. <laughs> Thank you for listening to our shit. <laughs> um, but yeah. But I, I think the kid who played podcast, I think he's talented. I think he's funny. I think he's quick on his feet. I also think he's annoying. But only in small doses. Like, I thought he was like, there's no, this is clearly his first movie, so he's having the time of his life. Sure. But I was like, all right, bro, you're kind of doing the thing where you're commenting on what's happening in the scene as it's happening. We don't need that again. But you're, 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 the, the jokes are very funny. And he was very, very, uh, you know, I, I'm going to say this. I, I feel like Lucky was the least entertaining one. I, 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 I think she's I feel like gonna have a more pro- doing it dirty again. They're just like we're I, I, we're fucking making the black one uninteresting. I think she's gonna have a more prominent role in the in the next one. I would think. I hope so. And and I as I was watching, I didn't even realize that she was gonna be part of the group, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Like I just thought she was a love interest. If anything, she was the closest thing to like Dana. And then all of a sudden, she's in the suit. I'm like, oh, uh, uh, okay. So they really are doing. What they did to fucking Ernie Hudson be like, we're going to put you in a suit in the last goddamn, you know, act of the movie. But I'd rather have Ernie Hudson than fucking Lewis in the suit. I thought that whole thing in the second movie was ridiculous. Yeah, I I, I agree. I agree. I mean, I did. I did like him becoming a lawyer. I mean, there's a great line from that one where he's like, I got to tell you guys, I got my law school degree, my law school degree or my law degree at night. And Ray turns to him and goes, that's OK. We were arrested at night and then drops his head on the desk like, oh, we're fucked. Um, that, that, that is a great fucking line. I will yeah. give you that. Uh, but uh, I liked I liked the updates to the tech that that Egon apparently did, you know, mm-hmm. in the in between years since we had seen everything last, you know. Mm-hmm. Turning the PKE meter into a taser as well, you know. Yeah. Um, well, that is something that I actually do praise. Answer the call on. I felt like it was it made more sense for them to constantly have updated gear as well as different types of weapons. Did it get a little too ridiculous? Sure, but I felt like the fight scene at the end of Answer the Call was easily the best part of the whole movie. Like where they're kicking the shit out of the ghost. I was like, that's, this is finally fucking entertaining. Well, and I, and I think you could have something like that now, because if they are going to, you know, let's see what's unclear is what's coming next. Is the next one going to be more with Phoebe and company, or is it going to be the second post credit scene where Winston reopens the firehouse? You know, I imagine it's going to be a combination of the two. Which is fine, also, but right with because because podcast strikes me as someone who would come up with the ideas for the tech, and then Phoebe would be the one to find out how to actualize like, it. You know what I mean? So, and and possibly her brother too. Not to take away from from um, Trevor. You know, Trevor could easily come up with some ideas. No, no, I I don't think he's a bad character. I think he's a fifteen year old kid. Like I think I think you know. I, I think he's a 15-year-old kid who's going to now just be the wheel guy. He's going to be the driver. Which, and the mechanic. 
but I also think he can shoot. Like I think he'll, I think he'll have a little more to do with the proton pack. Like I mean, like he he was supposed to shoot Gozer, and he gets the idea. The the power went out on the thing. Let's shoot that instead, and it worked out. You know what I mean? So like it worked not, out. We didn't know if that was gonna blow the fuck up or not. And but that you know, but it but worked I mean, out. That's because, that's a movie. You gotta you know what I mean? Right, it worked yeah. out because Jason Reitman made it so. <laughs> yeah, but um, you know, I I'll tell you what I I thought was abrupt casting and it didn't kind of go anywhere i thought they were going to do more with mm. but lucky's dad that actor i was like he's i i i can't remember his name it's not too disrespectful i always call him the buff dave Chappelle. bokeem woodbine yeah he but he looks like he does no you're, you're he, not he wrong. looks like he's yeah. like dave Chappelle's like older aggressive like i went to jail kind of brother like, <laughs> um and that's just stemming from everything i've seen him in um, he like appears, and I'm like, oh shit! All right, so he's gonna be part of this, and then like, no, not all. He's not all part of this whatsoever. Um, I don't know. I I feel like sometimes these movies just like aren't doing the African American community justice. I feel like they're. I, I'll tell you this much. I feel like their next one they should have maybe a black actor have a more prominent fucking role like well, make I, lucky that's more or less the the hero of the next movie well and i think you're gonna get that with winston i think i think i think winston the way they set up that post credit scene i think winston's gonna have a major role maybe not in the action sequences but, but he's in, gonna be the overseer of everything and i think in, in a major way yeah so my point is, is it took five fucking movies for that to possibly happen well I, I'm not. I'm not arguing with you per se, but I. Th I think that there's. You know, I think Murray needs to step away. I think he needs to. Step I think away he will. I, I. I. I don't think we'll see Ray or I personally. You might. I think. I think if you see Ray, it'll be a cameo, even less than we got in this one. Do you know what I mean? Like I. I think. I. Know. I think he'll, he'll be the one who he'll be at the occult fucking Ray's occult store. Yeah. Yeah. And they'll be like, Yo, Ray. We need like information on this other gozer who's totally not a gozer, but might as well be fucking gozer because I can't think of another name. Sure, sure. And she's like, "Oh, you mean fucking, uh, you know, uh, uh, Tommy Callahan the fourth, you know, man, you know, whatever." Or they're in, they're invaded by fucking goneheads and whatever the fuck. I, I, you're just gonna reference fuck. every movie he's ever been in. Do you need another one, or do you need a minute, or are you good? Uh, is, we're is, on a mission is, from God. <laughs> Is 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 Morgan Freeman gonna drive up with his mother and his Studebaker? Or like you know. Yes, that's that's exactly what they need. They need to fucking make the ghost, but the 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 Ecto one be a fucking Studebaker, and it's it's I got nothing. <laughs> um, um, it it it's such a it 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 is gonna if they do it right, and the fact that Jason Reitman's still involved, even though his father did pass, because I know. Um, that was unexpected. I'm sure, because I don't think he was sick. I think he just just passed. But, um, I, I, is, I'll put it this way: as long as Jason Reitman and Dan Aykroyd are involved, and here's what I mean by that: because how many? Again, we were talking about the 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 genre, right? I was saying how it's kind of its own genre. How many mm. movie franchises have spawned their own production companies? Not many. Some actors in franchises have, but what? How many franchises have spawned their own production company? 
You know, you know what I mean? Are you talking about Ghost Corp? I am. Yeah. So I didn't <laughs> I didn't know Ghost Corp was like a production company that they started. The first time I saw it was at the beginning of Answer the Call. Well, and they didn't start it, but they now own it. So They now own it, but when Answer the Call started the movie, yeah. it, it was Ghost Corp, and I was like, did they change the fucking title? I mean, like, is this what this is actually called? <laughs> no. It, it was no explanation because it looks like... They didn't know, well, yeah, because, yeah. But and, and someone else logo, so, yeah. someone else started it, but as far as I know, the Reitman and Nacroy now own it. Um, and so anything going through Ghostbusters has to go through the and and and, and I'm okay with that because even if it, at some point Jason Reitman stops directing it, although he's young enough that he doesn't need to. But this is like, and I keep I hate to keep using this this analogy, but it seems to be the perfect one. It's the Kevin Feige of the Ghostbusters universe right like you've got mm-hmm. jason reitman whose father created the goddamn thing with dan Aykroyd. you know like which by the way i looked up it wikipedia gives no description of how he died it's just that he died in his sleep at yep. his home i think he just died in his sleep i think it was just yeah at the, I, he, how why did he die he was 75 like that's really some, what they're some, basically saying sometimes that's yeah sometimes that's, that's enough what, you know that's what happens yeah so I, as long as they're involved, I think it's going to be good. And I, I think now, now that they were able to break away from '84, and I mean not in a bad way, but they had to, they had to do Afterlife closer to the '84 in the sense of like some of the stuff that I think concerns you about the way Lucky was treated, the way Winston was treated, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. Now that they're able to break away from that and kind of start these new stories, these new things, and there may or may not be some tie back to to Janos or Vigo or, or maybe not. But, you know, um, either way, I think Winston's going to play a more prominent role. I think we might see Janine again, but maybe not in a secretarial role, but I think we'll see her, you know, because Annie Potts mm-hmm. is pretty hot right now because of young Sheldon. Like, she's having, like, a, mm-hmm. a third... Research, uh, a resurgence. Third resurgence, yeah. Um, you know, so you might see her show up. Um, there's rumor. There was rumor at one point before Afterlife that Oscar was going to show up, um, you know, uh, which, by the way, we should... We should address the fact that one of the twins that played the, the baby uh has passed away passed away as well uh, unfortunately uh, by his his own hand yeah. um yeah he he I, I, it's i don't know why but i also read that they were like the nephews of john denver uh that i don't know i don't know yeah like um, john denver's like real name was like that super german as fuck name and i mean i don't think it's correlated it's just weird that they were like the, the yeah it's sad yeah i mean definitely and 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 you know we you know as we always say when we hear about things of suicide if you need help please reach out to somebody they we help we even have a new nationwide 988 you don't even have to dial the whole 800 number anymore just 988 will get you to somebody so um, that's the real who you're gonna call is, for you know, fucking... fuck sure yeah but um i i i think I think I think the future of the franchise is in good hands. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm excited to see what could come of it. If it ended with Afterlife, I would be fine. So would I. It, it would be fine. Now, that's not to say they shouldn't make another one, because, again, I think it's in good hands. 
but it needs it needs to be done by or at least overseen by Reitman and then Aykroyd. Like if they're mm-hmm. not directly involved, they need it. Like I said, like Feige or now Dave Filoni with Star Wars, they, they it right. needs to be signed off on by by one of these guys before it ever sees the light of day. So we don't get another answer to the call. You know. I think if you were to do something like answer the call, obviously it didn't work out the way it worked out. But I think, they're, like I said, their biggest mistake was just be like, we're going to take the movie, we're going to put girls in it. Like, that's not what – the fans are not going to like that because the fans, unfortunately, a lot of them are fucking sexist. I don't think it's just that. I think it's so – you're right. You're it, not... but, it was, but it was badly written. But I think the way of d- doing that is to have balance. Like, I yeah. think the the you have – one or two women, you have one or two dudes. Like, and here's the thing: there's no rule that it's got to be four people. It could be seven. You can combine. You can have a whole bunch um, of the funny fucking people. I don't think it's a rule. You're right, but I think I think it. I think to a degree, seven is extreme. But like, you could have five. You, I, could yeah, have I think seven. you could have five. I think five's probably your cap, though. What you, it, you could turn the ecto. You could have an ecto two. I have I, a no, fucking van of people. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I think I think one of the biggest problems with Answer to Call, though, from a concept perspective, forget the execution of it, is that they didn't they didn't acknowledge the first one at all. They 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 treated it like a flat out reboot. And if they had tried to fit it into the canon and recognize the fact of, you know, the original four guys just, just, just reference it. Just talk about, you know, we're picking up the mantle where those guys left off. Something to that effect. It might have gone over well, but it, it's yeah. the fact that they completely blow it away like it never existed. And it's they Earth and, too. and they do it in New York. I think that's the other thing that they did wrong. If they'd done it in like Chicago or Los Angeles, you know, or 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 Oakland or San Francisco, you know, somewhere else. There wasn't New York. I think that was the other ballsy move that they tried to do that didn't work was to put that in New York and not reference them at all. Like Paul Rudd has a great line in Afterlife that immediately ties the whole thing together. Now, it already was tied together for the fact that it was Spangler's grandkids. But when he when they're sitting there trying to look, figure out how to open the trap and he goes, oh, awesome replica. And then they go, oh, no, not a replica. And then he starts educating Podcast and Phoebe on the history of the Ghostbusters, which took all of what? Five minutes, maybe? Like, it wasn't a whole lot of, like, it wasn't, like, a whole act of, like, let's relive the entire first movie. The whole thing was done very quickly. And then, you know, you have her maybe another two minutes watching the old commercial on YouTube by herself, you know, like it, it worked out. There, there could have been ways of, of fixing it. And I think, like I said earlier, the, the lazy trope of, of, of men thinking that we're just going to take an already existing franchise and then put chicks in it is, is not going to work. Have woman inclusionary by, Yes, making them like, you know, make make Melissa McCarthy track down fucking, you know, maybe, maybe not Egon, but like Ray. Winston. Like, I, I think she would, Winston, yeah. Wh- whoever, whoever the fuck. And be like, listen, I discovered there's fucking ghosts in the sewer, blah, blah, blah. I need, I want to help and yada, yada, yada. But I also, I have my own, I have my friends that'd be perfect to help with this. And you 
you you embrace a new generation. You embrace a woman generation, but you can also have men and women work together. That's that's why yeah. Afterlife worked so well. It was kids, it was men, it was women, it was all of them together. And that's, that's why I think your next team, if you if especially if you have a split story, but even if you don't, if it only focuses on the existing cast we already have, I think your team is gonna be Trevor, Phoebe Podcast, and Lucky. And maybe we get podcast real name finally, but you know. Um I will acknowledge I thought Chris Hemsworth was a very fucking funny addition as the reversal of the stereotypically dumb blonde secretary. But I heard he was way over the top. Like, uh, I not heard. I saw it. He was way over the top. You know, like. There was some parts that I was like, that is genuinely funny. Where, like, he has his glasses lens out. Like, they're just not in the fucking yeah, frames anymore. Yeah. And they're just like, why lensless? He's like, oh, well, you know, it's tired of cleaning them. So, you know, just got rid of them. But uh, I was like, that's, that's, that's like funny in a really brilliant kind of fucking way. Um, but then, then it did get a little ridiculous, but I did like the concept of like, if we're going to, ha- if we're going to do that trope of having an all woman team. We're gonna give them a secretary who's a dumb blonde. We're just gonna make them a, a pretty man. Yeah, I, I have no, I have no problem with that concept. I agree with you. I think that's a good concept to go by. But like, there apparently there was a giant scene where like Chris Hemsworth is controlling the mob of people and he's making them do a dance. It shows it during the previews, or I'm sorry, during the uh, credits. I'm glad they cut that out because that looks stupid as fuck. Um, also, the villain of that of that movie was not very good. I, I again, I think I think that's what we're gonna get. I think it'll be a good. I think it'll be a good cast having it. I'm I'm excited for what's done. And again, if it if it dies, it never gets made. It was a great way to chap close the chapter. I think you yeah. know, like it it worked out good. I I I love this franchise. I just <laughs> you know, um, I I go into every one of these so scared, but it it. it so far, only one disappointed me, and technically doesn't count, so it's not a big deal. Um, you know, so not not to because even the second one, while it's not as good, and we both have it last aside from the the reboot, um, it it's not t- like I just I rewatched all three of them. I did, and, and yeah, it's it's very different, but there's there's enough of it for me as a fan that I can still enjoy it. You know what I mean? So of course. Um, I think if you're not as much of a fan as I am, you can be a little less into it as I am. And I get that. Like, I, you know, like you've got it closer to answer the call than I do, you know, but, yeah. you know, so, but overall, I think, I think it works and I think it was, it, it's fine. I, I love, I loved everything about all this. The, the, the changes to the tech, like I said, the, the fact that the goggles take fucking Polaroids, like you, you just never would have seen that. Um, you know, stuff like that. Larry King being in the first one. Like, people don't mm-hmm. know, you know, it's all kinds of stuff. Dude. I, I could go on probably for hours on end, but you would just be like, I don't care. Um, no, I just, I think that, like, like a good chunk of this is, like, stuff that we agree on. So, yeah. like, yeah, I just don't love it as much. As, like, I, you know, it's, yeah, I liked it. I And I'm glad, I'm glad that I rewatched it because I've been wanting to rewatch Afterlife. And I knew I was not going to appreciate it as much if I hadn't rewatched the first Ghostbusters. No, you, yeah, to, to anyone, and I know you said it earlier, but I want to reiterate this. If you have not watched these, 
before, or it's been a long time since you've watched, especially the first two, but the first one mm-hmm. for sure, and you have not seen Afterlife yet, watch the first one first. It, it's not connected enough that you'll be lost if you don't, but you will appreciate it so much more if Immensely you do. more. Yeah. Um, so I do recommend because I mean even things like the little the music, you know, like mm-hmm. even some of the music like they carry like I don't even know if you know real quick I I don't want to but you know the smoke that shows up twice that represents one of the the dogs I guess yeah you talking about in afterlife yeah 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 yeah, yeah. I don't know if you know I, I, listen this is one of the few bad choices I feel like they made but I appreciate the tie in the the. The noise that the dog makes on Dana's door in the kitchen right before she gets sucked in through her by her chair is the mm-hmm. same noise that the smoke makes when it's creeping along. So it's like this wood uh, wood turning bending sound, which makes no sense for smoke. But right. it's but the fact that they they thought enough to say, okay, that's the same creature, so it should make the same noise is. You know, you give it that, right. if nothing else, you know. So, um, you know, despite all the junk food in Dana's fridge. Uh, so, uh, should we, should we, should we, should we reverse what's in the box office? What do you mean, reverse? What I mean is, I haven't looked, believe it or not, like I have the info up, but I not, I don't have it up in front of me, but I have the pages queued up. Do you want me to guess this week since it's this franchise I love so much? Yes, or, or... that's a great fucking idea. All right, so we'll do this. You just don't want to do it. It's, it's, not, it's not an easy game to play. Oh, I'm sure it's not. I don't think it is. All right, so we'll do this one at a time. So Ghostbusters budget. Yeah, we're not going to do answer the call because I have no, I, I don't. Can we skip that one? Like, Sure. Thank you. All right. I'm I'm just making sure I put in the uh, the e. Yeah, I get it from Wikipedia. Okay. It's it's you. I don't know if it's going to show on the um the phone version like it does on the. We'll see. All right. Uh, give me the budget for Ghostbusters uh, in 1984. Yeah. Now, remember, the only thing you need to do is tell me if the, if it's not a solid number, if there's a range. So that's there is a range, but it's not a wide range. So it's a range. Okay. For the it's a five. Like amount of five range, you know, you just didn't have to tell me that much, but just, just right. you're saying there's not a solid number. It says one number, a dash, and a second number. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. Um, eighty four. Mm-hmm. A lot of practical star power. Star power, but not to the level that some of them are now. Right. Um, Back in eighty four, with a three million dollar salary. Right. Was like respectable. I'm going to say 10 million budget. Nope. Uh, uh, go higher. 17. I'll give you one more chance. Go higher. Okay. 23.5. Mm, that's closer. I, I don't know if I can give it to you. It's between 25 to 30 million. Oh, it's higher than I thought it would be just because of the year. Okay. Right. Um, uh, what is your box office guess? Again, we're dealing with 84 numbers. Mm hmm. 120. Oh, too low. 
two two thirty. Too low. Three hundred. I'll give you that. It's two ninety five point two million. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to adjust for eighty. I wonder. We've never we've never confirmed if these numbers are like adjusted for like you know or not. But I know. But I mean, based on what it says when I type in budget, it's going to give me that. So no, I got uh, you. I got you. Let me let me bring up the second one. Bear with me. And let me find (coughs) budget. Bear with me. You're fine. Unfortunately, there's not like a category that just says budget. So I think you're right. I think it might just be easier if I just do a search. You just go to Wikipedia. I was on Wikipedia, but I didn't say like budget like it, immediately where I it, wanted it to be. Sorry, you, I'll just do it. Well, what do you? Okay. But if you're not getting, I, it from, I, I have it. I have it from the All Wiki right. page because that's where I like to get them from. I I just did a Google search and it showed me. The wiki page in condensed form. It just said, "All right, you want the budget in the box?" Okay, okay. Um, All right, budget for Ghostbusters two. It is an eighty-nine. Huge success of the first one. Cartoons, toys. Cast is definitely infinitely more popular and and famous at this point. Um, I'm gonna say easily doubled. I'm gonna go sixty. Nope. It's. It's higher than previous, but it's not as high as you think it's going to be. Just say higher, lower than, just play like, you. What, how are you so terrible at playing the host of this after hearing me do it as long as I've been doing it? I'm sorry, I wasn't <laughs> listening. Exactly. Uh, so, so higher or lower than my guess? Your guess was 60, uh, yeah. lower. Okay. Um, 45. Too high. You really don't get the concept of this. <laughs> okay. Um, forty. No, uh, okay. you would have given me. That. Well, no, I'll I'll give it to you because it's it's also a range. It's thirty to forty. Okay. Well, you should have told me it was a range. Um, I'm afraid to say that you're yelling at me for shit. Well, you know. All right. Um. So let's see. I'm surprised it wasn't. Not, I'm surprised it wasn't a higher budget though. Honestly. Um. I don't think it made as much money though either. Well, that's not true. It did really well. It just and it was. McDonald's and toy. We didn't even talk about that, but it was like a lot of the McDonald's stuff again. Um, cause I got Ghostbusters cups and stuff. Um, I don't think it did ridiculously better though. 325? Lower. Did a bomb? Didn't bomb, but okay. it did. All right. So, uh, 220. I'll give that to you. It's 215.4. Yeah. Okay. It, it it bombed in comparison to the first film. To the first one, right. But, uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. And for Afterlife, let me I search, guess I uh, guess word of mouth traveled pretty fast on it then. I, because... Yeah, they're just like, what the fuck was that? Okay. Um. All right. I have it. You ready? All right. Afterlife, I got to imagine just because of the year had a higher budget. Um. Not crazy, but. I'm going to go 50 again for the budget. Higher. 73? I'll give it to you. It's 75. 75, 75. million. Okay. Um, now, as far as the box office, so it had some things going for it, but it had some things going against it. The biggest thing is that it tried to come out twice during COVID, and they pushed it back. Very so true. I think I think that's going to hurt the budget. 
or not the budget, but the the box. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the budget? Give me the budget again, because I already got it. I just don't. Seventy-five. Seventy-five. Okay. It didn't bomb. I know that it, it did well. It, it did not bomb, but I. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say. I'm going to say it actually did worse than the second one because of those mitigating factors that we talked about. Uh, I'm going to say 184. You're uh, higher. Okay. Well, that's that's comforting. Um, 205? Oh, my God. You're so close. 204. Okay. Yeah. That's, but, that again, that's also surprising. But with everything that you mentioned, yeah, it, it's mitigating factors. I think I think if those things hadn't been, you know, and also I also think there was some fear. I think there was also some fear from the, the loyal fan base that this is not going to be good, especially after I answer the call. And they're like, we're not going to go out to this thing. You know, I agree. But I think after the, the teaser, they were like, oh, shit. Yeah, like no. The, the, the teaser is one of the better teasers I've seen because it showed nothing but everything at the same time. Yeah, one of my favorites was like he opens the garage, the the wind blows the canvas, and you see the symbol on the ecto, and then black. Like it was, yeah. Because no one, because they basically filmed this movie in secret. And they, yeah, I mean, this was this was the Batman Begins of Ghostbusters movies, um, <laughs> you know. So, um. Well, okay, that was interesting. I don't think I want to do that every week, but it was fun. Thank you. Um, let's. Uh, I, I, I'm trying to think. That we've pretty covered everything from we can on this franchise. I'm sure there's shit we forgot. Uh, I'm sure we'll get reminded of that too. But uh, <laughs> uh, I, uh, I think we covered it pretty well, don't you? We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. CJ here with some show information and a few thank yous. After I'm done, stay tuned for the damn it, our very own post credit scene. Listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, your smart speaker, or anywhere else you find podcasts. If you enjoy the show as much as we hope you do, make sure to tell a friend where they can find us too. If you want to agree with or yell at us, follow Rico, me, and the show on Twitter. The show is at Potaskew, Rico is at Rance Rico, and I'm at M underscore Blade. And like this show page, Potaskew Podcast, on Facebook. If you love music as much as I do, you should check out my alter ego, DJ Xanthus, on my radio show every Thursday from 9 p.m. to midnight-ish, and Saturday from 10 p.m. to midnight-ish, Eastern Standard Time at www.radio-airwaves.co.uk. I tend to run past midnight, hence the ish. Oh, and DJ Xanthus is on Twitter at DJXANTHUS. Make sure to follow that for show updates. We want to thank logo designer and show friend Mike for his work on our awesome logo. You can contact him for artwork via email at logomike80 at gmail.com. That's logomike80 at gmail.com. Check out tpublic.com slash if you want to display your love of the logo and Potaskew. Thank you to Samuel Lemons for all original music on the show, especially our theme music. You can find Sam on Twitter at Samuel Lemons all one word, and his music on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash Samuel-Lemons. Finally, our biggest thank you is to you. Rico and I really appreciate your time and look forward to bringing you our next episode. Don't forget the damn it. Ray, 
when someone asks you if you're a god, you say yes. Damn it. Yes.